welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. From now until September 15th, we are encouraging members to register to Paint It Forward as a way to give back to their local community. You can register individually or as a group on our website. Look for Paint It Forward under the Events tab to register. In today's podcast, we feature audio from Brothers of the Brush with Chris Kerfoot. In this episode, Chris catches up with Ed King of Eris Property based down in Henley. They discuss the pitfalls of over or under booking, understanding and educating your customers, and skepticism about life changes. This episode is sponsored by Painter Marketing Pros, Automation for Painters, and Bookkeeping for Painters. Welcome to this episode of the Brothers of the Brush podcast, a podcast by decorators for decorators with me, your host, Chris Kerfoot. So... On this week's episode, finally, finally made it and scheduled it. It's Ed King, ERSS, based down in Henley. How are we doing, Ed? Yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the intro, Chris. Finally, yeah. finally, I've convinced you to let me come on after oh, begging and begging, it's all. <laughs> scraping the barrel and going right. We'll finally, oh, we'll let him on. Yeah. How, how many times have you asked for details and then not come on? Maybe once. So. Yeah, you just need your little buddy to come on now, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a few of them. Come on, Wes. Come on, yeah. Wes. <laughs> We're less than a minute and we're already talking. Yeah, Wes. Yeah, he's, uh, he's actually always said to me, if you can get Ed on, he'll come on. So he's, he's got well, to back it up I'll now. hold him to that. I'll hold yeah. him to that, yeah. Yeah, and then if we can get Wes on, we can get a few others on, I know. That's it. We'll he'll, see. He'll open the door. Yeah, that's it. So, but uh, how are we doing? You busy? I'll get, get straight out where I ask it. Everyone busy? Yeah, I mean, is it the question you should be asking? But yes, yeah, I mean, I think everybody is, aren't they, really? If that's, yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody, everybody you speak to at this time is, which is, you know, it's not a bad thing, is it really? The industry's in a, in a great position. So, yeah. Are we, are we on the crest of a wave or is it going to crash? <laughs> I, well, I'm, I'm the big optimist, so I think it's not going to crash. I think we are yeah. on the crest of a wave, but I, I can't see it ever coming back down. I don't, I don't, yeah. I mean, there might be dips and bits of it, but no, I think, I think construction's in a great place and it's only going to, do, do you think it's got to a point where we can drive us prices up now because it's supply and demand? Well, definitely. I think I think people should be. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, absolutely. That supply is um, seems bigger. No, well, the demand sorry, is bigger than supply. So I think we we should do. You know, everyone's everyone you speak to is booked up for months and months and months. Yeah. Too far ahead, really. You know, you shouldn't you probably shouldn't be as booked up as most people are. So. Um, are you? A, we'll go into that. Are you a big thing? Are you one that prefers not to be booked up or prefers to be booked up quite a bit in advance? Um, I think I prefer not. Well, I don't know. As as we actually speak now, I'm probably the most booked up I ever am. But also, I can't, you know, people often speak about how booked up they are in time. Well, nobody ever really speaks about the value of work they've got booked in, do they? You know, you might have six months of work booked in, but at what at what value? You should really. I think you should have three months booked in. At high value is better than having seven months booked in at you know you, you sort of lower end sort of stuff and and I, that there is that's what I mean I, you never hear anybody speak of 
you know, yeah. amount of work. Amount it's, of yeah, I, think I get, I get that because I, I speak to a lot and a lot of people don't know the figures. I, I know, yeah. and I've mentioned it before, I know my burn rate. I could go straight on my phone. And because mm-hmm. I'm a Mac fan, everything links up. I could go on there, look at my notes and tell you exactly how much I need a week to keep rolling. Mm-hmm. And how much I'm earning. Yeah. I'm booked up. I mean, I think something on social media is bullshit when people say I'm booked up so-so. I'm about, I'm busiest I've been. I'm normally about four months. I'm At the moment, I'm about May next year. Right, but yeah, yeah. in that, I've got about five weeks, but it's like a day here, two days there, a week mm-hmm. there. But if I shunted it all together, it's about five weeks to fill between now and May. Uh, mm-hmm. But mine are all priced, as long as materials prices don't go stupid, mine are all priced up at my normal rate, with my profit, with my margin. Yeah. You yeah. know, so to me, that's quality work. I had this conversation today. I have a lot of conversations today, but I had one today. Uh, I'm always aware I say that on podcasts, but I spend loads of time on phone. And I was saying, you could drive your pri- I could drive my price up a bit now because I can afford for people to come back and say, you're too expensive because I've got between now and May to fill rest of the year. Um, yeah, you should, yeah, exactly. I, mean, and I, not, I think you know. we can drive it up because if you're winning more than 50%, you're bloody too cheap anyway. Yeah, it's, it, you almost need to be able to keep some uh, some space available, don't you? That, that job will always will always come up or the customer that you're trying to fit in. And, you know, yes, some people are away, but then you also have got the customers that, that you know, you, you're like pumpkin, whatever, the pumpkin plan customers that you just have to fit in, don't you? And, and you have to yeah, well, be able to get, you know, I mean, they're more important than six, yeah. you know, they're not going to wait if it's a really I th- I think, important customer. I think it depends on your work and depends on your customers. If you're slightly commercial, I think you do have to have spaces. I'm, I'd say 90%, 90, 95 miles domestic. And yeah. majority of my customers, because I've been doing it a bit in the long-term customers, uh, I think majority of mine, I've been working for them 10 years or more, they all know. Uh, I had one that has a factory, my mate works there, Andy. Uh, and he rung me up and says, oh, this was about what the hell, July. Can we have? Can you come and do it as canteen and officers? He's, he's called Chris. I'll say his name. I'll not say his surname. I said, I'm, I'm fully booked up till the end of the year, Chris. Uh, he says, oh, it's all right, I'll get someone else sorted. Don't worry about it. It's all at canteen. And then he rung me back next day and says, oh, so-and-so, his wife, says, well, if Chris is that bu- booked up, we're best getting booked up. So he, he booked me in and says, right, can I have three weeks, middle of January onwards? He, he knows yeah, what I charge. Yeah. He knows me, right? He knows I don't take piss. You know, mm-hmm. says, right, and I, I did a job for him this year, and it's just like, can you get this, this, and this done in three weeks? Yep, yeah, fine, right, get it done. Build me when you're done. And, yeah. and most of mine, are, I've educated them in the nicest way that they know to ring me up and say, look, can we get booked in? I've had another one. I've, I've just finished a big outside for this year. And she says, uh, they're not stupid now, your customers. People aren't stupid. You can find out how. They can reverse engineer what you're earning. And she, right. she knows roughly what my rate is. And she says, can I book in for two weeks? Uh, sort of end of January. And I thought, oh, this will come nicely after Christmas. I says, yeah, I can book in for two weeks there. Uh, I says, what do you want to do? And she says, I don't know. I says, what do you mean? He says, well, I'll just book you in for two weeks. I'll give I mean, you a list and yeah, work your way idea, through it. Isn't it. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. a good idea. I say, if they know you and they know you, you, you bet probably best to book the time and then we'll fit in, a, yeah. we'll fit in something within that time. Just, yeah. just start there yeah. and work work your way on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think, but then if, you, if you're doing commercial, like if you're doing, if you're, you've got like a chain of shops or you've got a commercial customer that's flipping high-end apartments, he's, he's, he gets somebody moves out in a month he wants it doing because it's dead money because it's empty. So you've got to keep some space and a bit of wiggle room for them somewhere. 
Yeah, we do. We do a bit of work for um, a couple of co- uh, companies that manage properties for really like, like sort of well-known individuals, celebs, and stuff. Um, and they usually that they're usually quite short notice. So the, the client will go away, for instance, um, at fairly short notice, and they will have some work done. And often that work is pre-priced, so we'll go around and spend you know four or five hours going around the house pricing each section. Yeah. send all the price up you never you're not going to get the work but then when the two-week window comes in and they'll say right the first of october we've got two weeks can you do but you've already pre-priced every section of the house they know what yeah. it's going and that has to go you know you know these, these sort of houses that have got house managers and estate managers and things when they ring you and you you, you could pretend you would lose that if you couldn't commit to that you'd lose you'd probably lose that customer and they're yeah. they're quite important so so if you had to put a bit of maneuverment in more so now a bit of wiggle room for price increases on materials um because they, I, they, I mean they, they go up six percent every april but they're going up even more now aren't they too ex in my, my opinion i mean it's only mine paint's too expensive to make too much of a mark i think i make a bit of markup on white emulsion and a bit of markup on yeah, woodwork paint. stuff yeah, yeah. no it, it is isn't it? and it's just so easy to look it up like there's there's, there's other areas you can make money yeah. i think easier than trying to mark up but uh, no so i don't tend to massively commit to specific like absolute set price on materials i'll often do a price plus materials or a price which is set and then an estimate for materials and again you're not you're not taking the make are you when it comes yeah. to it and you put the invoice in it's we don't want to kill golden goose do you no, exactly. <laughs> you don't stop laying your eggs <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do we'll just go back a bit because we'll just straight into deep stuff there we'll your story <laughs> business how did um, you get started yeah so i actually um i did an apprenticeship um three-year apprenticeship in a in a in a spray workshop um probably when i was about 16 17 that kind of age um and we used to do all sorts of things we did a lot of vehicles we used to do um general like restoration of things um and and that set me up quite well for understanding sort of paint and finishing and all that kind of thing the college side of that was pretty much useless i think anybody who's done like a modern apprenticeship one day a week or two days a week whatever would probably echo that that it's you really don't learn a lot there at all it's a lot of health and safety sort of stuff that doesn't actually equate to the real world um anyway did that as a as a as a kid um really really sort of go on from there didn't massively enjoy it um i didn't didn't work from that ended up doing a few other things as, as you know chris and a few other people know as well yeah. um a few bits and pieces around the world and then uh got back into um got back to the uk and started working for a property a property management company uh in in the lovely bradford um which obviously is pretty uh <laughs> <laughs> it's not the greatest place in the world to work no, um, no offense to anyone from bradford no yeah, all offense to everyone from bradford, yeah. <laughs> but yeah that's what i mean that's where i grew up um and it, it, you know, it wasn't great. It wasn't great pay. You know, working in optically nice, nice houses and properties and things. And then eventually, I decided to to leave and sort of subcontract back to the company. Uh, made a proposal for the company. Uh, thought, right, I'm going to contract back to these guys for a couple of years. They're definitely going to say yes to me. I worked really well for them. I can't remember what I was asking a day, but it was you know, unbelievably low, whatever it was in, in sort of what is today's money. Um, I had a van, I got, you know, I said, right, I'm going to set up as a contract, set up as a company. And they said, no, they were like, no, we're not paying you that. 
didn't really have a plan B. I was like, no, no, you, you were going to say yes to that. Anyway, I didn't say yes. In, in your head, it was too good a deal oh. for him to say Yeah, it was no. like the literally, honestly, I was asking for slightly more than my actual employed wage, except yeah. for I provided the van. I, I didn't require the office that I used to be in. No national insurance. No, no exactly. Pay. And I know what we paid our contractors because I worked, I was on the company, so I know we paid, and I was asking still less than our contract. Anyway, they said no. So I valued myself a bit there. Anyway, I sort of jumped in the deep end, really, and um, had to kind of take any work you know I could, as probably a few of us did when we started up. Yeah. I probably wasn't really ready to go out into the world. Um, I worked alongside my dad for a bit, who isn't really, you know, isn't isn't really in any trade, but is one of those guys of that generation who literally just does everything. Can, yeah. You know, can sort of turn his hand to. You know that 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 old northern bloke who just can do everything is my dad. Um, so so yeah, worked worked with him for probably uh, maybe a year, a couple of years, and that really got me got me going. Um, I sort of I guess my dad was the first person I employed, which is hard to hard to deal with as well. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up moving uh, moving down here where I'm now, down south. Um, set up, um, continued continued with what I was doing, and then. S- set up as a limited company in 2018 and then started taking things really seriously then um got a little premises started sort of taking it yeah it's taking it seriously and trying to trying to really run like a company as such um, yeah and then yeah that was that's not that long ago three years ago it that, did, like I, wouldn't, ago. I wouldn't have guessed it with that it was that short a time ago i thought you'd probably be going years i mean you don't well, so it's not that you look it, old yeah. it's just you give the impression of somebody that's been doing it years well, I think it's probably a bit of a, yeah, probably, probably trying, <laughs> trying to give that impression off maybe. But yeah, so 2018 was, yeah, so it started January 2018, actually, yeah, was when the company set up as such. And, and then, yeah, it's just been down here since. I've moved premises, I think, once or twice since then to where I am now. So, yeah, um, yeah that's, where, that's, that's me, where I'm at now. Yeah. So what's, what's been your lowest or worst point in business? Um, I think... I think lowest point. I probably have quite a few actually. I know a lot of people answer this question like they they haven't had them. <laughs> maybe I maybe I. I think I think it's relative and age related. I think obviously yeah, I mean, I've been doing it a while. I've had some shit times. Yeah, I mean maybe my low points are not low compared to others, but but they have been for me. I, um, I lost a I lost a um, I was a contract with a designer that I had um, years. It was sort of my one of my first big jobs down here. Um, it was all going fantastic. Worked for this design company. It was just houses I'd never even seen before. Really, really, I mean, literally houses, just unbelievable, really sort of well-known clients. Um, and one job didn't particularly go well. It's probably slightly my fault and a bit of naivety. Um, went to another job, which is a nightmare customer. who just seemed to complain at everything. Um, and it just, from sort of no, what, what I've seen really is no kind of fault of mine. A lot of things all lined up. And we ended up sort of, you know, the designer basically stopped using me. And I felt really, I felt really robbed because I'd, I'd worked so hard on the jobs. We'd probably done about five jobs together at this point. Worked really hard and, and it, just, it just sort of fell apart. And, you know, looking back at it, it's probably me to blame as well. But that was, that was a real kick in the teeth because I thought this was the future. And I thought this is, you know, these are the houses I want to be in. This is the jobs I want. This is the money I want to make. It was fantastic. Um, and for that to come crashing down was was quite bad. Um, and I, I feel like I've never, I've almost never got to explain myself there as well. You know, I, I lost that. I lost the customers I've made. Um, I also had a, a, a similar experience probably a year later where I did again the biggest job of the, of the time for me. Um, and it was really the, the guy who sort of ran the job 
completely ran me into the ground at the end of it. Um, and it's the only time even so now where I've had real, really hard sleepless nights over a job, um, snagging the work to the, I mean, he was snagging the work at, he was basically making me come back at night so he could snag the exterior via torchlight. Now, look back on that now and you think, well, I just wouldn't do that. But at the time, you sort of stuck and you're in there and you, you know, you, you owed, owed money on it. And you're you, paying. You know, you're, you're so you're far in, you think, I've got to keep going. Yeah, or I'm going to go bankrupt. You look back at now and think, oh, what was I doing? But at the time you were in there, you, you know, you only knew the present moment. And, you know, almost like just getting back in the van and just feeling like I just want to burst out crying and I didn't want to do the job anymore. It's just awful. And you think, how, how can somebody make you feel like that over painting someone's, you know, I can't remember the entirety of the job. It's quite a complicated job. But the bits that were snagging was uh, uh, sort of uh, these entrances to these houses. And you think, what? how can I be so bothered about something that's so irrelevant? And what was I doing turning up at 10 o'clock at night so that I could be told off under torchlight? I mean, yeah. just like, you know, I look back at it now and laugh in a way, but that's that's probably the only time I've ever thought, this just isn't for me. Like, I just want out. This is not what it's cracked up to be. I, I think um, worst I've had with that is when I worked in London, I used to work for a firm in Derbyshire and we used to have, used to have like a week or two in Derbyshire and then a week or two working away and they'd rotate you. And I think mm-hmm. we were on a job. It was Harley Street. We used to do some yeah. uh, penthouses on there, and come out with bloody binoculars <laughs> to take top floor. Yeah, make yeah. sure we'd glossed it like. But I think mm-hmm. I think not knocking them, but I think a lot of the trouble is we're northern, you know, and yeah. you know yeah. we're just villains. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you know, yeah. it, it, it was funny because I remember another th- story. I remember going out in. Um, I went out in. Mike stomping ground Putney, yeah. and then we went. We went went there, and we were a Russian taxi driver. We went to Chelsea, went in this nightclub, and there was this lad chatting. This really, she was a really stunning lass, and the lad were chatting her up, and you could tell she weren't interested. She wanted to dress going. Well, Simon that I used to work with, he was Gaffer's lad. He was a ex male model, really yeah. good looking bloke. And anybody that remember remembers from years ago, there's a, there was a stunt rider called Eddie Kid. He had a bit of a look of Eddie Kid about him. And he, okay. he went up and he sort of rescued this lass and started chatting to her and this other bloke buggered off. As soon as she twigged Simon were northern, she just walked straight off and blanked him. Okay. Didn't, didn't want to know, and yeah. I just thought, what? You know, and it, it, it was just bizarre. You know what I mean? We were just like different planet. But yeah, I, th- I think, uh, yeah, that's worst I've had where they've, they've come out with binoculars checking. I think other one, they had uh, one of them bloody round mirrors on like telescopic aerial with bendy thing and down back at blooming handrail on stairs. Make sure he's got it all. Yeah, there's some chats about. So, but on on opposite end of that, then for you, what's been your highest point? Um, highest point is probably um, probably there was there was one moment actually where um, I was actually in it. This is going to sound like a bit of a um, like I live this life all the time. It wasn't. I was actually in a hotel in. Uh, London. I was on a, I was on a stopover. I'd been on I'd been on two back to back ski trips. Um, this is not the life I normally live. I'd been on a ski trip uh, in Austria, and I'd had to transfer to France. I'd come back by the UK, so I had a night just in like Heathrow or whatever in the in the hotel. I was actually paid for both ski trips. I was doing a little bit of uh, I'm not very good, but I was doing a little bit of uh, touring and instructing. And um, in the hotel, got a got a, a phone call, um, and it was well. I mentioned it was um, 
the guys from Benjamin Moore, the short pants guys. Yeah. And they were thinking, they were like, we're opening a store in Fulham Road in Chelsea and we want you to paint it out. And I yeah. was like, I mean, I was like, this is amazing. We, you know, I've sort of got on with them really well. I've known, I've known them almost since they came over to the UK um, and always, you know, supported them and supported me since I started out. But I was so honoured. I just thought this is well, it's unbelievable. And I was thinking, could my life get any better? I mean, I'm, I'm about to go on another paid ski trip. I've taken a call. It's just unbelievable. I think life can't get any better than this. And I've just got asked to do a job, which is just awesome. Like, you know, a paint shop is asked to paint their place. It's, you know, it's just like... Was that for Craig? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, it's, it's, it's gone real quiet anti on social media, but I think he's yeah, building well, his I, empire. I, I, yeah, I guess, I don't know when this, this you'll, you'll release this podcast in about four years' time, but it, um, <laughs> time of print, they have, they've had a... Um, They've had, a, they've had a takeover, so they've. Um, I think I could be talking about term, but I think they've. Uh, I think Shaw Paints has, has has been taken on or sold to Benjamin Moore or, or something like that. And, um, yeah. So yeah, so I think they've they've worked so hard to get it to the position they're at, and they're just such. Do, such do you think that was the original? I mean, we 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 might be talking that term, but do you think that was the original plan? Come over, set it up, and then data. I'm, I'm not sure. Possibly, you look at it now, and you think maybe that's it. And other brands have done similar things in other countries, yeah. and, and you know that even in this yeah, country, for, so you know, potentially, for, you know, good luck to him if he's worked. And they're both so home. good. I mean, they're, yeah. they're both you know Craig and Helen. You know, people I'd probably even count as friends really, and they're, they're um, yeah, they worked so hard on the brand and on everything, and they, they deserve. Yeah. He knows his stuff. He's a oh, nice bloke. We, we went out for an open yeah. day. Really yeah, nice bloke. Really, really yeah. knows his stuff. Oh, he's really good. Really sportive. Really, you know, he's one of the brands that, like, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I've got a lot of time for them. Sponsor um, us, Benjamin Moore. So, yeah, but just getting a call from them, I was just thinking, why have they called, you know, why have they called little old me? Like, I'm, I'm useless. Like, surely, yeah. surely they know a lot better people than me. And um, that was amazing. I just thought, well, that's going to transform you know, the first big, was that probably the first big or second big job I'd done in London. It was like a big shop fit. And um, it was awesome. It was just, yeah. and to get that, and I'm thinking, God, can this, can things get any better than this? I and mean, that was just a high point, um, really. In, in itself, I probably would never, I'll never forget that sort of feeling, that kind of euphoria of, of, of that. I like feeling like, wow, someone actually wants me. And I'm still new, in, still very new in business then. And, and somebody's, yeah, somebody who could basically have anybody they want. There's, there's not, there's not, there's not. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's got a lot to say for you, though, hasn't it? If, if, if you've not been it that is. long into it and they've, it's they've great. Yeah, it. I just thought, wow, yeah. that's kind of like going and sit, you know, me for uh, for site meetings there, and put, you know, pulling up in Chelsea and paying like ten pounds an hour to park. I mean, it's just, I sort of overwhelmed by the whole. I thought it was amazing. I, <laughs> I must admit, when I worked down London, a lot of it overwhelmed me. I mean, I was a twenty-one-year-old kid. We did stupid yeah. shit. You yeah, know, that I, I, I'd love to go back now with somebody that knows the way about. Yeah, you know, yeah. and just have a because we never did sensible shit. We, you know, I'd love to do. Born is it? I'd love to do a National History Museum. Never did any of that shit. Oh yeah, no stuff like that's great. And um, but no, it's just fun. I loved being down there. I mean, I haven't actually worked in London now for oh, probably six months or so. Um, in fact, no recent. No, actually, recently done done a, done a kitchen recently there. But um, yeah, it was good. I mean, that that then spawned another shop fit that then. Was another paint shop, and then it sort of it, and on sort of Kings Road and, and uh, um, Fulham Road. They ended up doing quite a few jobs around that little area. It's just it's a really, you know, a lot of people from this kind of area. So we can commute to London from here, probably an hour or, or so today. A lot of people either either love it or hate it. And I think in small doses, it, it's just working and being in London is fantastic. Working night shifts and things is just amazing, but not sustainable forever. But you know, people who. People who go into London, yeah, <laughs> love it, it or hate it. It, it, it used to get me how you could be in one like district like Mayfair, 
you could walk three streets and be into another one. It, it, the whole thing, you couldn't nip to shop and be there and back for an egg sandwich in 10 minutes. You know, no, it's, it's it, just it an interesting place high. for it, you know, yeah. especially for an Northerner, you know, you go away from home then, the sort of, yeah, it's, um, no, I, I, mean, I, I We, we used it. to go down to Soho and some at shops down there used to think, what? Yeah. This is normal. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, we're, no, we're from it, middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's amazing. It's completely, it's like a different world. And it's so close, you know, really to wherever you are in the country, it's close. Yeah. And it's completely different to anywhere else. And um, yeah, so I'd say, I'd say that's probably been a, yeah. been a high point, really, it is, as an individual moment has been probably that, I reckon, yeah. So what, so what would say, as a business owner, your biggest struggle is that you could improve on? Um, I think staffing, really. I mean, I mean, we've talked before about this. Imagine you had the perfect pool of, you know, the perfect workforce, um, which doesn't exist. You'd be fantastic. You'd be unstoppable, wouldn't you? You could just take on all the work. You'd never be booked up more than a few weeks in advance, and it would be fantastic, and you'd just turn over masses of work. But that's the problem, really, and we're constantly, you know, almost constantly looking for people to to work with. Again, this might be outdated, but, you know, even right now we're looking for somebody to be, I'm looking for somebody full-time in the workshop uh, and probably someone full-time on site. Um, you know, that'd be subby or payroll positions. I, I know a fair few that, that, are, away, that are looking for people and they're yeah. struggling. There's shortage yeah, of staff yeah. everywhere. Yeah, uh, no, there, there is. And it's just, you know, that, well, that would be the singular biggest, singular biggest struggle would be, yeah. I, I was talking to my customer a bit off, off track. I was talking to my customer uh, Monday. We were having a chat. He brought me a cup of tea out. And one of his friends works at a bread factory. Right, yeah. up, up north, Leeds, five drivers walked out last week. Oh, wow. Okay. Got, gone to work for a big supermarket chain, driving mm-hmm. trucks for them because it's a couple yeah. hundred a week more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like there's, I mean, loyalty don't pay your bills, does it? But th- there's none. You know what I mean? Gosh, and yeah, they just yeah, left and be, thought, yeah. well, because yeah. there's a short, I think, what are we, 40,000 truck drivers short? So they can just walk from job to job now, a bit like you couldn't build in trade years ago. They can walk from job to job now and name the price. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, everybody's screaming out, it might get like mm-hmm. that for us. You know, we might be able to drive just, price yeah, up. Every industry, I guess, needs to pay more, probably including ours. You know, the workforce is out there, but maybe we're not, you know, people are not getting paid the right amount. I, I'm not sure, but that would be, yeah. Would, if if I remember, if I remember right, we from back in the days when I was on on a board, the another one you mean? Yeah, there was a two <laughs> two million skill shortage in the building industry. Yeah, yeah. So they've got to come from somewhere, and it's like yeah. I mean, you get you get everybody moaning. Oh, you Europeans coming and taking our work. They're not. The the coming the grafters total different work ethic, and they're doing the jobs our lot think they're too bloody good for. And I think Absolutely. that's one of the reasons there's yeah. massive holes in workforce now because it's just showing. I mean, if 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 we're such short staff everywhere, why is unemployment still so bloody high? I know. I mean, you've talked about another podcast. It's come up a few times. You know, the whole the, the path that everybody's pushed onto now. You know, it, like you've said, you've said it yourself. You know, the construction scene is like a sort of dirty industry, isn't it? People yeah. are pushed to it. It's sort of like the hidden hidden industry that people don't realise. You know, almost how it's, it's, it's all about yeah. getting people to academies, university. Oh, look how well we've done. We've got this many of our ex pupils at uni. They all come out, and they've yeah, all got yeah. a job that's bugger all to do with. But I mean, Matt Manny, she's she's very clever. We don't know where kids get their brains from in our family because I'm not the most academic. 
But Benice, she came, she's a graphic designer. She's just finished with a master's. Uh, and she got headhunted by a big pharmaceutical company. She's just started on a phenomenal wage. Two Zoom phone calls, straight in. They're just wanting them straight out of uni. Yeah. You know, yeah. she's straight in. And her other half's designing cars. He's done the same yeah. course. Yeah. You know, and they're just straight out. She's doing something that she went to uni, but I know a lot that have been to uni and they're doing sod all to do with what they've been to uni for. Yeah. Because it's not relevant, but it looks good for school because they've got so many of our ex-students are off to uni. Yeah. No, I think there will be a change in that, though. I think there will. Yeah. I I hope so. But I think, no, I think there will. People slow to realise, but I think they realise the the gaps and the opportunities, you know, in in any trade or any construction or anything. People will, but it'll have to happen. It'll have to you know, the, the opportunities are there and people realise that, I think. Well, I think a lot of them think there's money in social media now as well, don't they? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the building trades are probably a lot easier and cleaner than they've ever been. You know, you yeah. just think like, yeah, the, the, the impressions is a long time to wear off, isn't it? You think you could be almost any trade really, apart from maybe a couple of ground workers and a few others, but most trades are pretty, you know, I don't want to say easy, but, you know, a lot of the manual hard. The, the it's it's easier off. than it was, but yeah. they still look yeah, yeah, as yeah. hard work. I think a lot of the the, the, the hard labour sort of stuff is taken out of a lot of trades, and but but again, people people will need to catch up on that. Daily people's um, understanding that will take will take time to catch up as well. So. Yeah. yeah. So when when did you realise you've made it, or is that yet to come for the RSS? Um, no, well, this this question actually always gets me, and everyone that answers this because I, I, either I'm understanding it wrong, or I think every other guest understands it wrong. Um, to to a certain point, I think I think everybody has has made it that that is is listening to this and such. I don't know everyone that's, that's listening, but you know we live we live in a world where we've got customers uh, and the demand is outweighing the trade. Um, You've had loads of like successful people, I think, on your podcast who always say, "Oh no, I haven't made it." So yeah. you have, you have. You wake up. Well, it's, it's, it's not a trick. Rings. It's not a trick question as such. It's just to see how people measure success. Yes, and, and I, yeah, I understand that. I, I just think that I, I don't think I've, maybe one one person's been on this before has said, "Yeah, I'm happy and I've I've sort of made it." But I think I think we should all we should all sort of think we have to a certain point. We've got a job that we. You know, most most of the people that listen to this, the demographic listen to this, are probably you know business owners who have made it for themselves. And you know, you, they get up, the van's out on the drive, the phone rings, customers want them, people pay. You know, people yeah. ring them, they do a job, and people pay them. I mean, that is in itself what you created the job to do is success. Like you need to see if you if uh, I don't know. Yeah, I do think a lot about this question <laughs> and say you know people need to be. Be be happy with with where they are and what they've done, and, and yeah. If, if you're happy, change stuff. There's only you can exactly. Change it. Yeah. I mean, if you looked at yourself two three years ago and said, "Would you be happy with where you are now?" Your answer's probably yes. I'm guessing. Um, yeah. So yeah, well, I, I, know, I've I never thought of myself. To be fair, I mean, I've yeah. I've classed myself as made it. I've been there, had the big money, had blokes work for me, didn't work out for me, and yeah. I'm just happy where I'm now. So to me, I've made it. I've got a nice balance. Yeah, well, I've got absolutely no money at all, so I've definitely not made it. But, you know, there, there are days where I just pull up to work. Um, I've got a little parking spot with my name on it. <laughs> you know, I walk into the office here, I make a brew, and I just think, you know, and I've got a micro, micro, tiny company that makes yeah. no money. <laughs> I just think, yeah. I love it. You know, I absolutely, I'll say, yes, I've made it, because that's not the answer. But at the same time, I'm very content, and I'm, I've made something from absolutely nothing. People ring my phone. It's, it's unbelievable. I'm rubbish at my job, and people still ring me. It's, you know... I, I think Fantastic. it also goes on where you are 
age-wise and where you are in yeah. your life-wise. I mean, I, yeah. I put some pictures on last week when I went gym. And I, I just think, do you know what? I didn't, I didn't technically directly choose to live here. It's just a series of events that got me here, like you probably are yeah. down there. A series yeah, exactly. of events. Yeah, yeah. I ended up here and I thought to myself, other day, I took dog on beach one day. And I'm literally mm-hmm. a two-minute drive. I can walk to beach in 10 minutes. It was like being yeah. abroad with sun coming yeah. up. I sat, yeah. sat and watched it on Saturday morning. Got down yeah. there about, I can't remember what time. I sat there for 20 minutes waiting for the sun to come up. Dog was just mooching about. And then another day I went to gym and then went and sat outside after rather than looking at shit on my phone yeah. in bad. And then another yeah. day, other weekend, I took kids for a ride up old, what used to be a uh, railway line. It's now like a country walk from coast to coast. Yeah. I thought, there ain't many places you can get this. All the, all this in one area within walking distance. I thought, I'm quite lucky. I think I've made it. You well, know I what think, I mean? I think that. I think, you know, anyone listening now should, should sort of think, you know, have a little thinking. Think of the things you do have, not, not the things you don't have. I mean, yeah. you know, you need to, everyone needs to stop and just take a bit of time and sit outside, sit outside in a beautiful house that you're working in, in the garden, with the sun on the back, eating your sandwiches, and just you know, just take the simple things and just and just look around and go, you know, that's my name on the van there. Do you think I because of social it. media, people are chasing the next thing? Oh, I've always, got to have that. Always, I've got always, to have yeah. that. I've got to have that. I've got to keep look up. What you, look what you do have. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, like uh, someone else mentioned it before. You know, you know, is is the billionaire happy? Um, I can't remember who mentioned it. But, you know, they're always chasing the next thing. There's always a bigger yacht, a bigger. Yeah, I think you've got to be. You've earned 10 grand, you want 20 grand. You've got to be content with what you've got. I mean, you can always strive for more. That's not the problem. But the the problem is you've got to be happy with where where you're at. So to answer the question, yeah, I think people people really need to be be happy with what with 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 where they are and what they've got and look at and actually look and look look where you came from. Or look at the job you're on now and think, God, I remember that job I did three years ago. Well well, you you said it earlier. I mean, I can't remember pre-record or while we're recording. When you first start out, you take every job that's coming, and then of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. hopefully yeah. you elevate yourself where you can cherry pick the jobs. And you yeah. think, God, you remember when I used to do them shitty pissy holes? Well, you know, I bet everybody listening to this has turned down a job in the last week or month. Like you're you're in a position where you can turn away a paying customer. I mean, that in itself is you, you've therefore created a little successful business, haven't you? You've got more yeah. than you can take on. I mean, that is you, you have made it. I think if you if you see it like that, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I could literally do a whole podcast about that specifically, that, that question, Chris. <laughs> well, well, maybe we could have a review yeah. and do it all. When, when we do one of the monthly ones, we, we, we can make it one of the topics. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've just been sat, because I've been listening to one we did at the beginning of the month because it should be due technically for release a week, oh, on, a week on Monday. Uh, oh, it's got Wes on it as well, hasn't it? Have oh, I given away a guest? Oh, no, because yeah. that'll come out before this comes out. So, yeah. Celebrity, um, yeah, it will actually. Yeah, Wes and Martin yeah, Lewis, and obviously me oh, and Scott. Two good guys. Yeah. To, to be fair, I think first one, whether it'll do any good or not, I don't know. But I think first one or two, they won't until people get gist to what it is. I think the concept's good. See, if, yeah, yeah, see if it works, and then uh, yeah, you'll see. But what yeah, it is six months or so. you know, maybe we'll get on there. I've, I was listening to it yesterday, chuckling to myself at some bits, having a laugh. It's, it's over a couple hours long. Won't do a lot of editing on it because it is quite funny in places, you know, and a good listen. But I was trying to think of some topics. I can't remember. I can't remember what one of them was. I thought that's a bloody good topic. We'll think because what we're going to do now, we're going to, if we're doing it Monday night over at weekend, we're just going to put posts on social media with linked Zoom meeting because I've twigged the phone, don't do conference calls. 
It's like right, when okay, yeah, yeah. Wes was hogging it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else could get through, you know. So okay, we're, we're yeah, going to do yeah. it on Zoom. So we can have, I think I can have up to 49 people on Zoom at once. You yeah, know, yeah, so yeah, it'd be yeah. basically like you sat in a bar with loads of other decorators talking shit about work. You know, and your opinions yeah, on else. on various stuff like so. <laughs> oh, hopefully it'll be quite yeah. good. You know, it won't turn yeah. into a bloody Western bar brawl. Okay, uh, but yeah, it should work out quite well. Uh, but where where do you see the where do you see yourself in five ten years time? Um, I actually I actually don't know because um, if I look back, you know, two years five years, I kind of wouldn't have imagined I'd be here really. Um, I think if I if it was in a similar position to where I am now, I'd yeah. be happy with that. Really, I'd like to see the see the progression that I've made in the last few years. Again, go on the next few years, maybe. Um, did did you did you deliberately plan to be where you are now? Is it just no, fallen into no, place, no, no. or is it just no, a, a, really. events? Yeah, yeah. just yeah. events, really. I mean, it, I, I'm, I'm always I'm always sort of looking at the next thing and the next. You know, yeah. what's the next? What's the next size workshop? What's the next size? Yeah, you, you've you've got to think ahead. Or, you've got to have like a twelve month plan, ten year plan, five yeah, year and plan. I probably, I probably should have really. I probably should have a five, a five and a ten year plan. Um, I'd say at the moment I, I don't. I'd like to effectively just continue with what I'm doing and and grow as I have done, and just continue and see what see where that takes me. See if I get to a position I'm comfortable with. Um, but yeah, in, in five years, if I was. If I sort of yeah, it's a good it's a good question. I haven't probably thought of enough, but um, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be I'd, I'd be fairly happy if I'm if I'm where I am. I think. Yeah, yeah, not not wanting to be bigger. As long as no, as, as well. Yes and no. I mean, I, like we said earlier, we don't know what we're riding the, the crest of this wave. You know, will I will I downsize? Will I you know, upsize? I don't know. I don't know where I'll, where I'll sort of end up. But um, yeah, see, I have a little I have a little play around really and see where where things go and. And it'd be interesting to listen to this in five years. I mean, I'm making no prediction now, but it'd be interesting to think in five years and think, oh, I thought I was happy then, or I'm, I'm happier now, or I'll, I'll, yeah. I'd be interested to see that. But um, yeah, as it stands now, I've got no, um, I've got no specific plan. I'd say I've got ambition, but no, no actual plan for five years. Yeah. Such. So if you could go back to the young Ed and yeah. give him one piece of key advice, what would it be? Um, I'd probably say that the thing that's, you know, I'd, I'd try to give myself more confidence, which I think everybody would want to, you know, look back and, and say, look, I have made it one, you know, one day you'll be on the podcast, you know, imagine, <laughs> imagine the fame that that'll get you. And, um, you know, and, and, but no, to, genuinely to have a bit more confidence really. And, yeah. uh, and think the only thing that's stopping me do, you know, the only thing that's stopping me doing anything is myself. Um, yeah. so I, th- I, th- I think that can take years. Yeah, but I, I wish, not not know. to put you off. I mean, I've I've got yeah. to a point now where I suffered with confidence. Uh, yeah, but man, man's I, I don't know whether people pick up on it. Man's come on loading last year, you know, yeah, and it, yeah. it's mean sometimes changing your circle, having people around you that you want around you, getting ready, you know, not bothering with negative people. But I've just got to a point now where I think just do what you want because you're going to get fucking judged no matter what anyway, sir. So. Yeah, I think so. I think I'd, it'd be nice to look. It would be nice to go back, wouldn't it? And, and sort of see, or effectively see your future self, and say, "Look, you, you do all right. You know, take some risks. Yeah. Uh, believe in yourself. Push yourself. You invest back in yourself as well. The money you make straight away, like put it back, and it will be worth it. It'd be good to, yeah, to go back to yourself and say, "Look, keep keep working hard. It will be worth it." Yeah. You know, and and all the decisions I've pondered over for so long, I'd like to be able to say, "Look, just get that unit. Get the van that you 
wanted to get and do this. And, you know, I, I mean, occasionally I even get messages on you know, Instagram, you know, people say things like, oh, you know, I wish I, um, you know, I wish I had a van, uh, I wish I had a workshop or I wish I could have these things. And I think, well, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't just wake up and it was there in front of me. Like I just had to take the risk and no, I'm not that good at my job. It off. I still managed to do it. You know, you just, it, You've got to sort of take the take the risk, really, and, and believe in yourself that it will work. And the biggest one again is for a workshop. People go, oh, "I want to I want to do kitchens, but I haven't got a workshop." You need to get you need to take the step. You need to get a garage. You need to get a workshop. You need to, and that will grow into you'll make that work, and it will grow, and you'll get a unit, and it will grow, and you'll, you'll. So I think to go back to say to myself, "Look, do it. Do the risk. Take get the unit. Do this. Yeah. It will work." Um, that would be. I guess that's what I'm saying. Take on too much. Not, yeah, there's not a lot that can go wrong. You, at least you can say you've tried. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Not always stretch yourself financially, fine. But confidence, I think everybody would. Uh, I think everybody would look back at their previous self and and, and, and the position they're in now if, if they're happy with where they are and and give themselves a bit of, a bit of confidence. Yeah, that would cool. be that would be for me. Yeah, yeah. So, a techie person, are you a techie person? Um, not massively massive. I mean, we spoke about it, didn't we? Have pre-record and stuff like not not huge. I'm not completely into. I, mean, I wear these. Um, these headphones that work all the time, these wireless ones, it's about as, yeah. about as techy as I get in my... But you like, you like your gadgets because you've got air ride on, man. Oh, well, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, What's <laughs> that about? Come on, my man's a separate entity. <laughs> Chris, that's a VW thing. You know? it's, just, it's, part of the, it's part of the look. Um, you'll, you'll be no, having no, a bloody no. sleeve of clouds tattooed on your arm next and wearing a bloody flat pink oh, baseball cap. No, I'm not cap. quite that. Yeah, no, I'm not quite at that level yet. <laughs> There's a few that have already got that. Um no, I, I, I like a bit. I like a bit of tech stuff. Got this, whatever this laptop is. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I, I refuse to get an Apple Watch. I know you like your Apple Watch, but I, I love this separation. I've got whatever this phone is. I'll hold it up to the screen. You probably know what it is. Whatever this one is, the latest. It's it's eleven or twelve. Twelve Pro. I think it might be. Yeah. Like, yeah. But again, I'm not. I've got it because it's a new one and it's what the contract gave me. But I'm not too. Yeah. I'm not. Believe, I'm not believe it or not, it that's what I'm like. Because I'd rather give it to EE than yeah. Taxman. I, I was yeah, happy yeah, with my yeah. iPhone 3G, but I just 3G, think I'd rather... back to one, yeah, that was, yeah. that was a classic, yeah. I thought I'd rather just upgrade <laughs> it and give me money to EE than Taxman and have a newer phone. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't, I don't ever want a smartwatch. I really want to... I'd like to be able to put my phone away and, and leave it. Um, but yeah, yeah but Apple Music just, on that. And... I, I just had my watch turned off from the phone. Oh yeah, maybe, yeah, I suppose I could, I could do that. It, it, it has theatre mode where it doesn't disturb you. It's on silent. Right, and it okay, pings yeah, up a yeah. message. I just look at it, and think it's not important. I'll catch it later. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I might. I might. I might do that. But no, I'm not massively, um, massively techie, really, as as stuff like that. Yeah. So, I, I find mean, certain things I couldn't live without. I guess. Uh, yeah. I find with the watch, I tend to leave the phone out of sight. And a, a, a moment, last few weeks, well, last month or so, I find I leave my phone on do not disturb more, and yes, yeah, switch up, right, switch yeah. off a yeah. lot, and. I was telling a friend today, the only people that can get through are favourites and then the current job yeah. I'm on, I put that on favourites so they can get hold of me. Any yeah, other customers, I'll answer yeah. in my time. Yeah. But I find the watch is more valuable for that because if I'm sat watching telly, I don't have to go and pick my phone up out at office. I can look at, look at me. Some of the WhatsApp groups are on mute when they're going off a lot. And I just have a quick look at my phone because they don't come oh, up when they're on mute. Yeah. And if, if it's ringing, 
I'll look and think, mm, yeah. Josh, I don't know, answer him, yeah, guys. Yeah. I want to speak yeah. to him again. Yes, he's yeah. the just spot by the Yeah, sp- spoke to him three weeks ago, that's enough. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> enough for anyone, yeah. But yeah, they're, they're, they're quite handy for that. And then obviously use it for other stuff if it, I, I used to be a bit of a keen swimmer, so it was good for tracking okay, that. Yeah. yeah, they are good for that, actually, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're just weird how they know everything. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? It knows I could get in. A, I went took kids swimming Sunday, uh, had my watch on. Obviously, I didn't set it off because I weren't doing lens, but it popped up. Looks like you are swimming. Do you want to record a swim? Gosh. Yeah. I thought, and then <laughs> you can set off swimming and it knows what stroke you're doing. It's like That's somebody's strange, spying it? on you. It's it's weird shit. And you put in length of your pool and it knows when you turn in either end and measures your length. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. Yeah. But it's all done off GPS. I guess so, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, the yeah they're for like golf watches and things, don't they? You know how exactly how far you are and where the pin is on the hole and all this kind of stuff. And you look at your Well I was I was at a PT yeah. session this morning and I was going totally off track. I was talking to John who, who does my PT. And we were on about scales that do your BMI. And I said, how does bloody scales know your BMI? And he's quite clued up. He says, it got little silver discs on. I says, yeah. He says, it shoots tiny electrodes. Electrodes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it measures measures fluid, because I can't remember whether it's your muscle. Body fat percentage and things, don't they? Fluid percentage. And I think, how has it done that? Yeah. It's to do with it. It fires the electrical things up, and it can tell by the fluid in your in the your body, the water. Maybe, yeah, yeah, and it can yeah. tell you how much of its muscle mass and weight. Because I'm not losing weight, uh, yeah. but I've lost a bit of fat. Right, it's, yeah, you know, because yeah. obviously you're converting a bit of it to muscle, uh, and your weight don't fluctuate much. But I think, how's that now? And he explains. So I thought, yeah, it makes sense, I suppose. Mm, quite clever, yeah. you know. But they're clever shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you do books at all? Uh, yeah, a book I'm actually reading at the moment uh, is, and it's comp- literally is one of the best books I've read. It's called Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. I think they do an audio book. I've got the, the real version of it. Uh, and it literally is, it is about the reason that humans or any animal sleeps. And it is really fascinating, really, yeah. really, really fascinating. And the importance of sleep, basically, um, again, could probably do an entire podcast now talking about this book. But yeah, it just talks about, you know, the pillars of health and how people think, you know, exercise and diet and all these things are important, of, of course, which they are, but it, no one really ever seems to mention how important sleep is. And um, the book is obviously very biased towards that. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's literally changed everything. I mean, it, you, I'm prioritizing sleeping and it, yeah, it's so good. So yeah, that's, that's I've prioritized sleep the last few months where, yeah. I'd, 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 I was stubborn. I'd go in from work, have tea, get kids sorted or dinner for posh ones, get kids mm-hmm. sorted, uh, get them in bed, and I'd sit up till 12 at night thinking, I ain't going to bed yet, because otherwise it's own work, own work, bed, own work, bed. Whereas now I go about 10 o'clock. First week, yeah. I thought, this is bollocks. After yeah. that, I feel great. You know, and it's that extra hour or two makes a hell of a bloody difference. Oh, yeah, it, it really does. When you, yeah. And you... Even go, like you know, going to sleep properly and the way you know the way sort of switching your mind off and everything, especially you know, again, a lot of people listening to this will be going to bed thinking about work and thinking about what they've not done. They'll be falling asleep listening to it, you. won't they? Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just not. It's really not good. And the book, the book yeah. massively opens your eyes into you know, you realise how well, for me, I realise how clueless I am to things like that. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. That that is a recommendation for for anybody. It's different, different to the normal sort of book you'd read, but. Yeah, Gosh, that, that's that's so good at the moment. Are, are you a bit, do you use any of these sleep alarms? I was listening to someone the other day that uses them. You know, uh, yeah, 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 naturally. 
Well, yes, yeah, slightly different to the only app I think, probably the only app I've ever paid for actually is a Calm app. Yeah. We've seen that, but that's quite a big one. Uh, and they do like sleep stories and sleep meditation things. And again, if you'd have asked me a year ago, I was so skeptical for this kind of thing. But until you, until you sort of start taking things like that seriously and sleep and a bit of mindfulness and things, oh, I mean, I just wish I'd have known about things like this years ago. Um, it really, it really is good. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the only app I, I use. And sometimes you do little like, I sit on my phone in the middle of the day and you do like a little ten minute almost like a little 10-minute exercise or a little brain exercise or a little breathing exercise. Yeah. And again, there'll be people listening to this would probably be as sceptical as I was, but nah, I think you really can. Again, really can I, I would have been, been yeah. a year ago, but I've just done, I did a five-day course and a 28-day course. And it was about routine, pillars, and getting, it's that transitioning from work to home life on your way out. Is, is that a stoic thing that you listen to or is that a separate... It's, it's separate. It's a bloke okay. called the man coach, ex-army PT instructor. Yeah. Uh, but it's like you get home and you transition out and then you have a set time where you don't look at your phone. And it, yeah. it, it yeah. works. I mean, I'm up at 10 to 5 every morning. You know, and people are like, what? Yeah, that's not me. Anyone that knows me knows that's yeah. not me. Yeah, <laughs> but well, again, yeah. you'd be sceptical till you've done it. I was. And then I think, do you know what? You go up 10 to 5. You have your golden hour, where you have, and that's why when most people see pictures of me and dog on beach, that's mm-hmm. my golden hour where I have time to myself, and it straightens your head out, and you're prepared okay, for the yeah, day because yeah. you're not up coffeeing out. You're prepared, yeah. you're focused, and it's yeah. it's like because it's ex army, it's remember the mission, complete the mission because you've got right, in your yeah. head right. This is what I need to do today, and it's yeah. all lined out in your head what you need to do, and it makes your day a hell of a lot more productive. Okay, yeah. I might have to give you some more details on that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm sceptical, but I would, I would probably give it a go. I mean, the, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing the negative of that. I'm seeing the five o'clock without seeing the positive. So maybe, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 get, I, get up then, at, I get up at 10 to 5. This morning, I set off at gym at half five. I was there at six. Right, okay. Once yeah. a week, yeah. I go to a gym in another town. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, when you first think five o'clock, but then you just go to bed at 10 o'clock. You're still getting seven hours sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but you're getting a quality time because you're up and you're refreshed and you're prepared for the day. Yeah, and that again, they hear you say that first hour. It's not like straight up coffee and hour. That first hour really is still very good for you, very good yeah. for you, your mind and settling your yeah, settling yourself for the day. It's good. Yeah, it's a good idea. So, what's the best advice? Oops, I hope banging Mike. What's the best advice you can give for selling yourself that sets you apart? Um. I suppose it's depends uh, two questions there really. Um, selling myself or advice for selling in general. Um, I suppose either way. I think understanding the customer um, and your client. I think is probably something I'm not too bad at. Um, I think you, you, you. I disagree with the phrase that people say treat everybody the same. I disagree with that because I think it, for us, our customers, our clients. You know, they, they could be developers, uh, homeowners, designers, builders, house managers. Uh, you know, quantity survey. Our customer can be so many different people, and they, they all require a different sort of approach. Yeah. I think, really, I, um, I, get, I get that. that. You know, knowing that kind yeah. of, yeah, I get it. You treat everybody with the same respect, but then of you course, treat customers yeah, yeah, different. Yeah. Like I could be working for Barbara, and then yeah. I could be working for Mister Jones, a quantity surveyor. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Oh no, I don't mean I, I treat people with a different level of respect. I just mean you have to know your customer. And I see other people, other trades sometimes, you know, barging into houses. And I just think you're not, 
you know, yeah. up to a customer I know quite well and just thinking, you've not, you've not got this job. You've just not got it because you haven't, you haven't really understood your customer. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm probably no expert at it. I just think that's probably what I'm not too bad. I guess it comes with experience, which I don't have masters of, but um, yeah, understanding what the customer might want. And sometimes, you know, they just want a price. Sometimes they want to, you know, you, sometimes you'll spend two hours chatting, chatting to them over a couple of cups of tea, not even really talking about the work. And then the workshop comes at the end and you've got, you've built the reputation and the rapport. Yeah. And, so I think understanding maybe what the customer wants or reading a person, yeah. I think as I see a lot of people that are not very good at it. And I say, I'm definitely yeah. not an expert, but I, I think that's something that you, it's worth just considering your customer a bit more on what they, yeah. what they want really and how you're selling yourself to each individual one. Cause it is different, you know, the way you, the way you are to a, a builder, even to a developer, you know, or whatever, you know, it, it is different, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I'd totally say that's, that. yeah. Um, and I think what maybe sets me apart a bit is, um, I think, I think I often, I think I say yes to everything really, probably a little bit more than I should. Yeah. Um, I know you, you should say the phrase that, you know, you need to learn to say no, but I've also met a lot of people who need to learn to say yes. You, know, you, don't, yeah. you don't get Take anywhere a risk. saying no. no absolutely. I, like, I suppose it's knowing what to say yes to or what to say no to. Yeah. I mean, there's been loads of positions, loads of times where, and, and people listening probably will know this as well, where you say yes, you're not, you're not really able to take that job on. You haven't got the time, you haven't got the, st- yeah. the staff, you haven't got the resource, but you take it on and then deal with the problem. You never got that job. You just say no to everything. And, you know, I've come across loads of people who are just so negative, so negative. But then, just, then you know, on the other hand, will say no. Then on the other um, hand, another conversation I had with the same person today is you should be able to say no to a customer because you know they're not a fit for you and you shouldn't feel bad about it and there shouldn't be a problem. 100%. No, I couldn't yeah. agree more than that. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, you have to learn to say no. It's a, it's a separate entity. But I think learning to learning to say yes and to just take that little bit of risk. So yeah. that probably sets me apart. That's not. I'm not saying that's a good thing either. It might be setting me apart for a bad reason, but I, I often do say yes and then come back here and go, right, we've just... We've got this job on, and it's like, where do we think this it? is? Yeah, we just sit around and go, uh, How are we going to do this? So, yeah, that's kind of it's a good and a bad thing. And well, some people were better under pressure, <laughs> definitely for me, 100%. Definitely, I've got to just, I've got to say yes to it. And then I, I used, I used to, I used to, I used to thrive on pressure, yeah, uh, yeah. until I had a breakdown. Then now I just can't be doing it. I, I used to go up. When I was before I settled down and had kids, I'd be out Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, trolley, yeah. get up, go to work mm-hmm. on a Saturday morning. I'll probably over at limit or majority of the yeah. time I was working with a mate and I got him to pick me up. And it yeah. was pressure of getting job done with an hangover. And an eight-hour shift would feel like 12. But I used yeah, to no, thrive on not, it. I thought I was invincible. That's not for me at all, no. <laughs> fancy that. Uh, well, that was when, you were young, when I was young and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> So where do you personally see the trade heading? Um, well, I think we touched on this earlier, didn't we? I think on the way up massively, um, even in the, you know, I've seen massive improvement in the last few years. Uh, I, think, I think it's really good to see the value of the trade uh, increasing. We, I think we chatted maybe pre-recording, but the entry requirements to a lot of stuff we do now are higher. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not quite just anyone can do it kind of approach you know that some of the some of the stuff we we do and, and carry around with us is 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 much more you know much more high-end that the quality in, in general is going up everywhere you're always trying to be 
you know, the, the products are getting better. I think the application methods are getting better. So I think the trade is is good. We also mentioned this as well. That I think we'll see uh, as as value increases more. I think we'll see a lot more companies going like they have it in the US, where there's there's less employed people. Uh, sorry, there's less self-employed sort of single companies and more people working for others. I think people need to realise how how much money can be earned on unemployment in this industry, like how good your life could be if, you, if you're with a good firm, if you're with a good company on a decent wage. I think people think, need to sort of realise how, how good that life can be as well. Do, do you think we need to come in line with incentives though? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, yeah, I mean, like... Of course, I mean, I was saying earlier, there's an employment, there's an employment struggle, or, or maybe the incentives in the wage are not up to where they should be. There's, you know, there's, there's that side to the coin as well. Um, but I do see that in the future. I see a lot more little mini companies rather than yeah. individuals, because at the moment, most people are, you know, the majority of people are for themselves or possibly with one. Um, yeah. But you see, you know, you see in the States, you know, they have, uh, what do they call them, crews, don't they, crews? Yeah. And, foremans and, and managers and i think i think i personally get company and, and work can run a lot more efficiently like that rather than everybody almost fighting for this strange piece of you know same yeah. sort of piece of this one pie like we, i think we i think people would be in a better position i, mean, I could be completely well, you, you, see, you see it on facebook now it's, it's got to a point where it's it's made people lazy, not not workers, because people say, I want my house painting, and you've got people quoting it, they haven't even bloody seen it. You know, yeah, it's, 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 that, it's yeah. even down to, I've got 500 quid for a car, what you got? So instead of them going and looking for a car, oh, no, yes. everybody's <laughs> yeah. telling them, oh, I've got yeah. this for sale. It's just made yeah. people so fucking lazy. But on the yeah. other hand, my brother works in a factory. He's, he's now a manager. And it's it's an actually it's run by an American company, but there's such good incentives with health, overtime, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. attendance bonus, and even Andy that used to work for me, the company he works for. Uh, I listened to a podcast years years ago. I forgot what it's called now. Uh, but they interviewed the bloke that owns Pimlico Plumbers. That's a brilliant. Okay, yeah, I forgot the name. Forgot the name. The guy. Um... Yeah. Gosh, he's a funny sounds, chap, sounds like a eccentric, pro- a proper London wide boy towards Northern London. He is, isn't it? No, he yeah. is. Yeah, like you listen to it. It's, it's got like he has an on-site uh, sports massage for the staff. You know, well, but they're, it they're says they're you've got PLC to have now, staff, they're they're a staff. They're huge company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like a company. They're the one yeah. where Andy works. They're building them a shower block, a gym at work, so they can finish yeah. work and go to gym. You know, yeah, and they're finding yeah, they've got yeah. happy staff. You know, they have a thrift at Christmas. For anyone that doesn't know, it's Christmas Club where you pay in. Um, yeah. And then they, they all get Easter egg at Easter. Christmas Day, yeah. take, uh, not Christmas, last shift at Christmas, take small for breakfast. Yeah. You know, it's, it's looking no, it's after so, the staff yeah. and they're great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a, that's a you know, company that's really done well, actually, under him, hasn't it? Um, yeah. But no, I do, I do see, um, I do see more of that. I think that's why I see the trade in it. I see just more value in it in general. Um, yeah, I, and I don't think that's a bad thing either. I don't think you know that some of the values of, of things getting more expensive. Dare I even say it? Products getting more expensive. I don't always think it's a bad thing. I think there's a, there is another yeah. good side to that. Um, maybe with this, maybe with the staff shortage now, it's going to force companies. Uh, I mean, with COVID, companies have had to pivot and change way the old stuff. Some for better, some for worse. Some have. I mean, thrived and some have gone to shit. But you've got some companies that have pivoted and thought, do you know what? If we operate this way, 
we can work better. People get a couple more hours at home. We can work better and have an happier staff force. And then now, are they going to have to offer a better incentive to get people to work? Yeah, no, I think I think that. Um, yeah, absolutely. You, yeah, you need to, you need better incentives for people to, yeah. to keep them, and you know, people realise the the the, the pain and the. Uh, the cost of recruiting in HR is so high that you just got to look after people. Um, I, th- I think, I think, with them, co- which we mentioned earlier. Yeah. I, th- I think with COVID, a lot of people have realised uh, they've been they've been forced into it, you know, into a situation. It's made them realise that they want a better work life balance. Definitely, no, definitely. So people have really, um, you know, locked down for all its faults. Is really. You know, people just appreciate stuff. Yeah, little people things, just different things around. You know, people have been going walking places that a mile away from that never even realised existed, and seeing parts of the UK and spend a bit of time. Well, there. well, I say regularly, even down to me, I've been on beach more times since COVID than I've since mm-hmm. I've lived here fifteen years. Yeah, no, it's, it's you know, always, I didn't realise how beautiful it was it. down there. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's really a beautiful spot. But uh, what what's your pay, favorite favorite? What's your favorite? product or paint paraphernalia that you're currently using um i think the uh paints are paints i mainly use i use the showroom williams uh polyurethanes obviously for spraying um my opinion it's the best one on the market i think on that i think once you once you step into the solvent world they absolutely blow away anything else you know the finish on your polyurethanes and how forgiving they are is just it's just unbelievable drying time you, you you do a stack of doors and a drying rack, and you get to the you get to the bottom, and you flip the top ones over already. I mean, you, yeah, it's unbelievable. You can't. I'll, I'll, I'll quiz you on uh, this then. I've, I've, I use water based, but yep. you can you can add the additives to make it literally PU. Yes. Some of them. Yes. Yeah. So, what puts me off? I mean, yeah, you can wear the respirators, you can whatever, but yeah. if you're doing some doors, you've got to estimate pretty close how much you're going to use because you don't want to pour four liters into upper, knock it up with your with your additive and then find yeah. out you've only ended up using two litres so you've got two litres that's wasted yeah of course you, you, I guess you just learn that and you just have to I mean you just have to you have to guess that I know generally my mills per panel and I do yeah. I, I weigh the paint so I know it's what 200 grams per big you know 2.4 whatever so I'll just roughly obviously always always over order and you get even with a like a two to one PU you'll still get you know three hours of pot life so yeah. you, you know, if you mix up, let's say you mix up, I, I usually tend to mix um, uh, like 1.5 kilos up at a time of, of complete of complete mix with vinazin. That's a lot. That's a lot of product. Um, yeah. And then you're buying it in the five kilos. So you've still got a lot of, you know, they, they tend to come in five, in, in sort of kilo, in five kilograms. Um, yeah, you just you just get it. I was told by one that. I don't know if it was a crosslinker or the uh, the other one that it was like up to four percent. So what you could do, you could put a one percent in every time, and by the time you get into end at tin, you're still only just going to four percent maximum. Right. Do okay. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, I haven't. I'm a little bit. Um, I'm probably a little bit behind actually with the water based stuff. I have. I'm so happy with the with the solvent stuff that I, I just feel that. And I came up through. I used to use. Uh, sort of single pack water base then I've used pre-cats acid cats and then finally went to like acrylics and, and pee and I, I love acid cat. it's just not the nicest stuff is it no it's not I mean it's good product obviously it's very hard it's, but you've got you've got your gassing off problems um, yeah I think yeah, that's you, where they're going to clap down on domestics really. 
yeah, it is, it's old technology. That's why your pre-caps and stuff. They're just, you know, it's 30, 40 year old tech really. Um, and the, you know, the manufacturers like Renault and Sherwin and stuff, they're, they're putting all their knowledge really now into, into your water-based um, and probably into your polyurethanes and polyesters and things. So um, for me, yeah, they, they blow anything else out of the water for me at the moment. Water-based yeah. probably is the future, but you know, people have been saying that since, since the dinosaurs were it's, out. It's so. come on a lot in the last eight years or so, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I hope, I, you know, I hope, I hope, but then again, I mean, we've seen things recently on, on, you know, Instagram stuff. They're still, they're not, you know, the, the problem, the problem with water based, I think is that people underestimate it. It still is, you know, anybody that sprays polyurethane knows what it is. It's usually suited up, potentially air fed. They take it really seriously and everyone's sort of almost scared of it, which is a good thing. Yeah. But when it's water-based, people sort of get laxed about that. Like, you've got water-based with an additive in it. There's still some nasties flying about in there. I'm no chemist here, but, you know, we've seen the stories fairly recently on Insta where people have, you know, people have reacted to that. Um, yeah. Well, that, so that's what puts me off because I've, I've come from yeah, massive cat and, and pre-cat. Yeah. And yeah. then you're, you're looking at adding the additives. I think, well, I'm going two steps forward, one step back. I know. Well, what, what, your main advantage of water based the fact you've got, you just wang it straight in the straight, straight in the thing and you can put wang it. You've got unlimited <laughs> proper term. Wang, wang it. Wang it in your hopper and you, you know, oh, and it's easy to clean out. That's what people yeah. think. Well, what's so you've added? You've put, a, you've put an additive in it. Well, if you put an additive, why are you not acid cat? And then if you're acid cat, you're insolvent. So why are you not in polyurethane? That's yeah. kind of my, you know, the progression of, of how, and to be fair, all, you know, in, in my opinion, all the, all the real, real top end stuff is, is all, is all solvent still. You, you yeah. Know. But you, you find most of your top end stuff, like your case sprays, they're doing it all off site. Yeah, of course. Yeah. In, yeah, in yeah, proper yeah. facilities. So you can, but yeah. if, if you're doing, if you're like me and you're doing a kitchen, I don't want to be mm-hmm. spraying acid cat in somebody's kitchen. No, that's the thing. I have and done. I, you know, I'm not yeah, perfect. I'm, I've done, but I don't want to be. Oh gosh, no! I've, oh gosh, I've, I've, sprayed, I've sprayed plenty of naughty things on on site. Um, but again, with precautions. I mean, are they more dangerous then? Is spraying a is, is spraying, for instance, a polyurethane on site in an extracted kitchen in a house where you know the people are out for a couple of hours or out for the day? Is that more dangerous or less dangerous than say someone saying, "Oh, I'm only using water based," so I'm spraying it with a half filter mask and people in the room next door? Well, I know which one, which one I think is more dangerous. Yeah. The thing I say with the with the with it's, the, it's the gassing off. Take it seriously, yeah. But but the problem with the with well, I think it is again. I'm, I could be talking out of turn here. These are my opinions. Um, you know the, the way that a polyurethane cures so fast. You you if I spray on site in a polyurethane kitchen with in an extracted room within half an hour, you cannot smell that. Now my nose is probably shot to bits as well from years of breathing solvents, but you could you can't say that about an acid cat. You couldn't say that about a, you know, a traditional oil base, you couldn't, you don't think you set up a yeah. water base. It takes so long to cure that you've got, uh, the polyurethane is probably very dangerous, but for a very short amount of time. So therefore, yeah. it, that makes sense. It's yeah, more I, dangerous. I mean, again, I, these are just my opinions. <laughs> Someone's probably listening that knows a lot more about this and thinks I'm talking rubbish, but there is, there is that to be said as well. You know, yeah. you, things are, it's about the duration of time as well and how it cures, you know. The, yeah. When, when I used to be spraying yeah, nasty yeah. shit, I used yeah. to give them a, a, a 50 quid voucher for cinema and piss off to Nando's. For yeah, the, exactly. Go out. You know, and, is uh, it, but it, it were built into price and they think they're getting somewhere and they'd bugger off out for a day. It's a really good idea, actually. But yeah, I mean, I tend to get people out. Um, some stuff has to be sprayed in, on site in, in Nasty. It has to be. And yeah. people expect it. Like, they, they know you're coming there to spray, so they're not, 
most people are not expecting to be making a cup of tea while you're spraying yeah. the kitchen. So well, if, if you're communicating, I used to tell them, they, yeah. they always masking up and they'd yeah. be spraying and say, you can't be in the kitchen this day yeah, from exactly half seven in the morning till late on at night. It is a voucher. Take yourself out. If you know at work, take yourself out and go out for a treat. You know, on, on me, go to cinema, go to Nando's or whatever, mm. Pizza Express, and go and treat yourselves on me and go out for a day. And yeah. then you've got no, a full house, crack everything yeah. open, and off you go. Exactly. It's expectation, setting expectation and understanding yeah. it as well. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know what rabbit, what question even was that? We've gone miles off that one. That, that, that was paint products, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, decorative stuff, I think, you know, the... the the, the Benjamin Moore stuff is, is still untouchable, I think. it's yeah. I don't think they make a bad product, really. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'm a bit of a fanboy, but, yeah, no, that, that, stuff's, that stuff's untouchable. In yeah, opinion. a lot of companies are playing catch-up, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Think about all the products we could, that have been compared to. This will be the Scuffex, this will be the next Aura. Okay. Yeah, it's. Right, uh, I, f- I find a lot of them are paying catch up and the silly money oh, as well. Massively, you know that you've done well. You know, you know better. You've done the price comparison and everything, haven't you? Yeah. Look at the people who just look at the price before they've tried it. Nobody yeah. who uses it complains about the price. The only people who've got an issue with the price are going, oh, "I'm not spending ninety quid for three and a half liters." Yeah. Look, look at the labour, not the yeah, materials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send no this in this live it, podcast. I'll, I'll uh, put the yeah, video yeah, up on you. Yeah. I'll put the video up yeah. on YouTube and put a link to it up from the live podcast we did uh, from yeah. the monthly one because it's once you look at that, you think stupid not to use it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. of course. You, you see, I see, you see the negatives before you've you've looked at the possibly. There's a reason why it's that. Or there's a reason why it's marketed. But, it but again, it's knowing your numbers. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's having yeah, your business yeah. head on and knowing your numbers. So. What's been your best investment? Um, I'm going to answer this differently to everyone else as well. Uh, and I'm going to say having help with admin, getting someone to help with running the business um, has been a massive investment. Initially, it just started out as casual hours. Someone used to come over and help me on that like, evenings. And uh, now I've got full-time admin on payroll. Um, yeah. And, you know, and it's just a massive difference. You've got to know what you're good at and what you're not good at. And that, for me, yeah. is where I really need help. Yeah. You know, I know everyone mentions tools and stuff, um, but you've got to invest in the company, invest in the things you're not good at. Um, yeah. You know, we all buy, we all buy shiny spray pumps and, and sanders and things, but you no know, investment in yourself is, is not it's, a sprayer, and yeah. not, a, not a machine. It's 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 help where it's needed. Again, um, it's sometimes a no-brainer if you get business head on. When I had a young lad with me, uh, you, you can do your own payroll and tax, but if you miss that, just filling that figure in, it's a hundred quid fine. I used to outs- outsource his payroll five quid a week. You think what's point? Yeah, yeah. It take me long. It take me longer than that, when yeah. that's more than a fiver. I know it's it's. It, I find it really another another thing is. I thought you were going to ask me what what apps and stuff I use, or maybe you did, and I, I, I missed yeah, it. Did. But um, I apps use, I use yeah, I use a zero app. Um, I've used that for a few. I used to use QuickBooks actually for, before that for quite a few years. Even as even as a sole trader, I used QuickBooks. Um, now I use zero and. Again, it's only today I saw somebody online whinging about the price. There isn't a user that's on it that whinges about the price. You only people's first question are how much is it a month? And I know you use the do you use the invoice? Do you use a joist app or something? Oh. Nah, and man, I know you man, have you have still before, traditional. Yeah, yeah man's still oh, traditional. Oh yeah, no, you do pay, you do pen actually, the pen and paper to be fair, don't you? Well um, well no, it's printed off computer, but it's it's all man's all templates on Word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you deliver it, don't you? Like a little sort of horse and cart thing, and you go around and deliver them. 
you pop it in, don't you? Whip whip it. Take whip <laughs> the carrier pigeon, <laughs> whip it with the dog. But no, no I mean, on, on a serious note, that is, you know, that an investment in things like that. Like why? I, I look at that and think, how could I possibly run? Even as like sole trader, I with how could I run without an invoicing app or without yeah. a system that keeps, I know you're, you're very good on stuff like this, but someone disorganized like me, how I can run inquiries and convert them and then put them into, I could not do that. If that, if that thing doubled in price, I would just, I wouldn't have, have you looked at, have you looked at service mate? No, I've not, not heard of that. That, no. that one's worth a look because you, every time they move along in process, you just move them on a chart. So I have a system, um, um, you know, uh, Craig from One and Only uh, yeah. Materials, he came in here the other day, I'm showing you my system, I've got a, a, an, another app called uh, Trello, I think I'm saying that right, and that's the similar thing, you move it along, uh, um, yeah. I'll show you that actually, I think you'd really like it, it's the same sort of, the same sort of thing, so, you, so we have columns on that, and anyone yeah. can log into that, so we have columns that say like, uh, made an inquiry would be one, and then... Um, Send the estimates and one estimate accepted. You, know, you move it along. It, I don't know yeah, it's, it's, it moves them through funnel. It sounds like service, mate. And it is. It is a really simple like CRM type system. Um, it's the same thing. It moves all the way through to invoiced, waiting on payment, paid. You know, and it's just and it's you know we've probably about twelve different columns or something like that. And it, it's really good. You put notes under each customer, and I just think oh, there's no way I could I could live or run without that. Um, yeah. But I see, I think that, it's scalable yeah. because you're you're more than one. Yeah. It's probably yeah. needed. I'm on my own. It's just what's in my head or on my paper. Yeah. I think what's also really good for stuff like that, because that's not my strength at all, that kind of thing, um, is, you know, that sort of feeling you have sometimes in your head, again, probably lying in bed thinking, was there someone I was meant to go see? Or was there, a, I'm sure I'm meant to get back to somebody. Or, you know, that kind of feeling that you've got, like, what am I picking up tomorrow? Yeah. For me, I just think that, like, it's, it's completely out of my head and it's on and it's on the computer on the app so whatever is there i think well yeah. if i don't know it I just look at the app you know and it's like well, well this this comes back to sort of that course i did because i used to have everything on my phone list a lot yeah and i think right what am i doing today and i'd sit on my break cup of tea think right pick my phone up and gut at notes app and then yeah. next thing i'd have a little notification on instagram or facebook and then you find 15 minutes later you scroll through shit yeah, yeah. So now it's like the other week I was sat and my head was spinning. Uh, and in the end, because you do it on this course, you just get a diary out. And I'm, because I'm picky, I like a spiral bound one so I can lay it flat. Yeah, yeah. And I just wrote everything down for a week and they get you to number it. Three is not important. Two, if you get it done, it's a bonus. One, you need to get it done that day and you do right, it. Okay, yeah, yeah. And you'd have a brain dump, as they call it, at night and mm-hmm. sit for 10 minutes and write everything you need to do tomorrow. Yeah. And plan yeah. it out, and it just gets that spinning shit out your head in spinning yeah, no, wheels. It's all on just paper. A, yeah, you're right. Just a normal to do list like that. It's just you know really good idea. Yeah. Just getting everything out. And um, so yeah, for to answer the question, investment back in admin stuff because it's just not good yeah. at all. Not you know and that is really what runs you know what runs the work, doesn't it? Is the is the admin side of it? Not you know being able to do necessarily been able to do the work he's been able to run the work um i actually first got when i um gosh and when this was but i lost a job one of the first jobs i ever got and it was 1200 pounds which i thought was absolutely massive at the time um and because i just didn't get back to them i was meant to go around for a quarter i think i either did go around for a quarter and didn't send it back to them or sent it back or whatever happened and it's because i had no idea of, of where that job was so i went yeah. out and bought a whiteboard 
wrote down everything on my every inquiry I had, which is probably like five or six at the time. So anyway, just set up. I didn't really have anywhere at home to to sort of do it. And my friend had an office at the time, um, and I actually rented a, a, an office within his office. And I thought, right, I'm going to set up. I'm going to have a little desk and a place I can go out every day and write on my whiteboard. And it cost me, and I can't remember, but let's say it was 50 quid a month or something like that. And I think if this office, 50 quid a month, whatever that is in the year, if this convert, if this just lets me not drop one job like that, then it's yeah. paid for itself. I've never lost it twice that over. Makes sense, yeah. And then since then, I've never, I've never not been able to have a little place to work from. And I know some people run really successfully from home and from the kitchen table and from this, but for me, I've always had to have a, a, a place to go to and yeah. to work. And see, I, I and come in here. From there. This yeah, is exactly. You've got a separate, yeah, you've got a separate yeah. space. It isn't. You used to be outbuilding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I just think people, there's not again. People need to invest in things like that and realise that the cost of, you know, if you've got a little a little unit or a little office or a little something, the cost is so small to start with, and the amount that. The, the more efficient you would become, the more work you'd be able to yeah. generate through that. The cost would literally go out the window almost by the first or second job that you really sort of converted or, or got. And again, another business expense, it all gets lost in expenses, you know. Yeah. So things like that really have been my, my best investment. You, you've you've got to plan out, is it, is it worth yeah. it? Is it going to yeah. pay for itself? Yeah, no, and, and I think in most cases, if you do it right, it will. Like, you know, yeah. It will, you know, we're in a position where we, you know, there's plenty of work out there. You've just got to manage the work. That That is, you know, the, the hardest bit, I guess, really, isn't it? And the, the bit that I, that I work the hardest at, really, is trying to, is trying to run things because yeah. that's, that's where it comes from, I think. So do you have an end game out of it to get out? Not really. Or is it, no. <laughs> Not really. I mean, at the moment, I, I, you know, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying being at work and, and uh, enjoying doing what, doing what I do. I probably won't do this forever. Um, I suppose you get to a certain age and then you start thinking you're going to end without being yeah that's the thing I don't want to someone else mentioned this uh, it might have been Russ who mentioned uh, he said I don't want to end because my body you know my sort of body gives up my body tells me to end and I I think that's quite important I think we need to people do need to have an end game and a pension and all this kind of thing um, because it will come you know the end will come round and you'll suddenly realise oh I'm in the same position so no I don't have an end game but I think you know, we'd love to, you know, I'd love to at some point get away from it, really, step away a bit, I think. Um, but, or maybe going to something else, you know, in 10 years of this might be enough. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> is there any takeaways you can give the listener? Anything, um, any advice? Probably similar stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here giving all this great advice. So I probably should be listening to all of it and more myself, but... Um, it's, 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 if, it's, it's like that old yeah, adage it's, mean, it's easy to see oh, the label so from yeah. outside the bottle than inside the bottle isn't uh, it of course um, I think if it, if it works for you um, you should separate yourself a little bit from the business and we chatted about it earlier um, it worked for me I think to, to sort of pay myself a wage um, it's the same as question I asked, answered before I think whereas I think you need, everybody needs to spend longer on the business longer working on the business so rather than in it yeah. Um, we said it as well you know work out your fixed costs work out your running costs profit and loss it's like yeah. real business real basic business stuff when, when, when you do that massive, massive I find it, yeah. it takes a lot of pressure off so and much that, space you get so uh, like, yeah. you know, and I think I'm, Dan, I'm, Dan said yeah. it in his that was out today when he worked that out it takes pressure off because you realise it's like mine I know what yeah, I need yeah. and if I get a day of rain I don't panic anymore no exactly I mean, okay I, I, 
I need to listen to my own advice. I'm probably saying here, to be fair, and, and I'm, probably, I'm probably a culprit of it. But the first thing you'd ever get asked if you had any business coaching or anything would be, what you know, what your fixed costs? It's yeah. the first basic question of running. What's, yeah. What does it cost to, I mean, I'm probably sitting here, don't, not, I don't know mine, but, um, you, you, you know, things like that, working things like that out, um, I'd say to anybody, don't just go blind into it. I'm, I'm really good at, I'm really good at burying my head in the sand. But, well, it's it's the, old, the old adage again. Profit is sanity, turnovers. Uh, profit is vanity, vanity. turnovers, sanity. That, yeah, something like that. Reality or something yeah, like and, you, and you say to someone, <laughs> what did you earn last year? And they say, oh, 70 grand. Yeah. No, what did you earn? 70 grand. No, that's what comes through business. What did you earn? Yeah, yeah, what's your turnover? What's your, exactly, you need yeah. to know these sort of things. And, you know, people get held back by by certain things as well. I, you know, if, if people want to go and push themselves then they should do you know you should be you should yeah. you should give yourself a chance if, um, if you know your numbers it's like what you were saying earlier take that risk and take that chance but it's easier if you know your numbers because you've got smart yeah, yeah, and you, yeah. you, you know where you can afford to take risks well i mean one of the one of the risks people might you know if people wanted to get uh, people wanted to go into a workshop spraying or something then they potentially might even need to borrow money um to do that, well, no one is going to send you any money without without your numbers. Again, the first thing you're going to say, what's your what's your cash, you know, yeah. forecast and all this sort of thing. They're real basic business. It sounds a bit geeky, but they're really business. They're really basic business questions that um, you just got to get a grasp on because you yeah. you know if you want to do anything, I want to look at expanding. How many more customers do I need now to be able to afford that workshop? How many more? Right, I want to get that van. I want to get you know, I want to get this. Well, what's it going to cost me? And then what's that equate to in real real was, world customers? Uh, and, there was there was a business coach, a bit like a BNI thing, and it, it was sort of like it, it, it approached me a few times. I went to a free seminar, and he gave us this graph. The action coach guy, by any chance? Yeah, 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 so, yeah. yeah I think it's a franchise. Yeah, they're a big popular franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it showed me this thing, and it made sense. It was like if you're short to work and you, you're doing a discount of ten percent, it's showing you how much more work you have to do a month, hours wise to level peg and then it shows you if you're busy like we talked earlier if you're busy and you drive your price up and it was something like if you put your prices up something like between two and five percent it's like equivalent of working a week less every month yeah i know what you mean yeah this, but again it's certainly all this prediction sort of stuff it is worth it is worth spending a bit of time rather yeah. than just headlessly going on and as I sit here, probably thinking I am headlessly just going on as usual. Well, he, 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 he was getting yeah. me and he was saying, oh, we, we can get you this and we can up your work. I says, well, he's he, another one. Everyone I know is called Chris. He's called Chris. Really nice bloke. And he's, I says, that's fine, Chris. I says, but you've got to find me the staff to get the work. I will worry about that when you get to it. No. Because no, no. it's my reputation. <laughs> yeah. If I can't yeah. fulfill the work I've got coming in, it's my reputation. It's all right saying we'll sort it out. I don't want to get a big contract in and be thinking, shit, I can't find decent staff. Yeah, of course, which is what we said earlier, is the biggest, the yeah, biggest, biggest battle. Old back, isn't it, really? Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. on, on to one at fine, on to some at final ones, room 101. Okay, yeah, yeah. Can, can we push a few buttons and get you ranted? Can we <laughs> press fine. a few oh, triggers? We did off there. Absolutely not. I go about 10 points for this. Um, no, I'll be, I'll be, no, I'll be, I'll be good. Um, <laughs> all right, what should we, I don't know, what should we, what should we start with? Um, all right, let's talk about, we're okay, we, we, we'll talk about some Instagram things, shall we, then I'll start yeah. going. Um, all right, okay, I think one thing that can get in the bin is people over-tagging photos, right? And I mean this by, when I see a picture come on, 
I saw it one earlier from a from a, a trade, not not actually in this country. Um, it's a plumber, I think it's a plumber. And it, the, this person was showing off a tool, I can't remember what it was, a Bosch drill, a Bosch something. And the first thing I saw is I saw it all and I was reading through it and I just clicked on the photo, uh, you press on the photo and I saw Bosch was tagged, multiple versions of Bosch was tagged. The T-shirt this person was wearing was tagged and I just thought, no, I'm now not interested in the post at all because the content you put out now has got a bias on it. So yeah. what, what have you done? You've literally lost any respect you have has gone. Um, and I just think it, you, you do, unless it's good content, and I understand the reason for doing this. I understand if that's the path you're sort of wanting to take and you, you, you know, you, you, you're trying to get support of brands. I'm not against that. I'm not stopping that. But I think when people have got a false bias on what yeah. they put out, when they're almost hiding it a little bit, like, oh, look at this great, look at this great drill. And look, this is my first time out and it worked really well. Well, you secretly, you've got a bias there. Um, yeah. You sort of, but, but do, do you know what I mean? When you're sort of secretly promoting something. If somebody's going, look, this is something, I got paid to use this, this is it, I'm now a brand ambassador. I haven't actually got a problem with that as much. It's the, it's the false bias that I just think, get that in the bin. Who are you trying to impress with this? Who is your, who is your, who is your target audience? Because if it's other trades, well, this is, you know, anyone with half, a, half, half respect themselves can see straight through that. Yeah, it's, so it's another form of advertising. Get in the bin, it could because it, you can just anyone can see straight through that. Anyone who's decent sees straight through that. So yeah. that I see that, and I just think that's it. I don't want to see that content. It's, it's, when, <laughs> it's, when, you see, it's when you see forty dashes at top, and every. I mean, I I tag on companies that I, I believe in and I use their stuff. Yeah. One yeah. one more so less now, but yeah. uh, I, I tag companies if I believe in the stuff and they're using. I've used it for a fair while. What irritates me is when. People are tagging a company this week because they've been given something free. And oh, I think, how yeah, can you yeah, review yeah, it after yeah. a week? Yeah. Not tested it everywhere. Else, so, and yeah. then you see 40 dashes across top where the tagging same company. It's almost begging. Yeah. Oh, I, t- I mean, I, I tag things, I put things up, but everybody knows us with absolutely no bias. And if something's rubbish, it's, it's rubbish. I don't yeah. have to, you know, there's plenty of that, That's why who... I'd rather pay for my own shit because I can say it's rubbish. Yeah, you know, I, I don't feel obliged to say oh, it's great because of giving Martin. Money. Martin used to put all loads of content up, and he used to just be completely, completely honest. So yeah. much respect. Everybody has so much still does so much respect for him because you know what you're getting is you know what you're getting is real from him and uh, with no bias, and that's that's where the respect comes from. I mean, we've spoke literally at one point and gone forever again, but we've spoke about this. You know, the the, the the sort of content that gets pushed on. If you get approached by a company to push content. Like, well, you should probably guess that maybe other people have been approached as well. Yeah. You know, I'm, ta- I'm talking about a certain issue that you know what I'm talking about here. Yeah. Like, yeah. So when I, when, when, when people like me and you then see that content being pushed by another person, well, we know what measly amount that you were offered and we turned it down or like, we, yeah. you know, we weren't interested in it. So any, any sort of respect that you think you've gained from pushing a product. Yeah, you're just well, losing credibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's other people who said no to that. It's like yeah. <laughs> you've sometimes just got to look a little bit wider about what what you what image you might be portraying to to other people that you're potentially trying to, but, but I, I guess impress or trying to trying yeah. to, you know trying to show. But, so that in itself needs to get in the as, as shit as it is. I can see why companies do it because if you've got if you've got a tin of paint, you know, and it say it's, say shelf edge price is forty quid, and it's costing mm-hmm. you what? It, it costs them sixty p a litre to make it. So if you've okay. got a five litre tin at three quid, but time with logistics, it's cost you tenner to send it out to yeah. ten different people. So it's cost you hundred mm-hmm. quid to send ten tins yeah. out, and them ten people are going to do five stories each on social media. 
Mm-hmm. It's best form of advertising you're going to get awareness. But then it is, but yeah, I'd, but I'd rather do the work yeah. and pay for the tin of paint than spend an hour doing a video for a tin of paint. And let the product, do, you know, let the product do the talking if you're comfortable with it. You know, there's certain products, tapes, bits and that, that they'll fall into the right hands and yeah. they'll be reviewed without bias by people who've got respect. Yeah. And, and that's the best form of advertising. You know, it falls into the hands of somebody who has got a genuine, uh, you know, a genuine sort of following of, of, of respect. And, uh, and that surely is better. I mean, anyway, I'm not a marketing person. The, 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 the other one, one is when the tagging companies for delivery. And I've, I mean, I've done it this week because... I ordered some. I ordered some. Very special. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm contradicting. No, I didn't do that. Yeah, I'm yeah. contradicting myself because I did it with Tool Station. But it's because yep. I was struggling for two prey, looked online. Tool Station was about 20p dearer than everywhere else. But the free delivery of a 25 quid, which everywhere mm-hmm. else is 50 plus, ordered it 11 o'clock Sunday morning. It turned up at half past nine on, on Monday morning. Yeah. That I mean, that's is impressive, a, isn't it? Sunday brilliant. Monday, yeah. So I, I thought, yeah. you know what? Credit where it's I'll tag them. But you're getting people that are tagging companies for doing delivery. You fucking pay yeah, but, them for that but delivery. When you, but when you know, when when someone like you puts something like that, Chris, and you know, people know that you haven't got a bias behind you, and you haven't been, yeah, you know, you haven't been coerced into doing that, and it, it so that's good promo, I guess, for them. And and but you, you, yeah, you know what I'm talking about here. Yeah. <laughs> talked about this <laughs> a lot, and that's the term version. But it is just yeah. you know, have a bit of self respect for you. For yourself, yeah. really. Yeah. Value that. yourself. That's, that's what I want. Yeah, have a bit, a bit of value self, for you. If you don't we'll value yourself, free. nobody else is going to value you. Uh, absolutely. That. Absolutely. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. So, so come on, then. Second one. Um, I reckon second one would be um, customers that push, um, customers that sort of use the power of being a customer over you um, yeah. and don't realize how, you know, how bad that can be. You know, you, you, self-doubt and like anxiety that, that probably everybody that works himself gets is, is awful i mean it's such a it's actually a really you know a really like toxic personality trait for somebody to use the sort of power they have over you you know that it's it's an awful awful thing and it, again i guess we don't have to experience it too often but occasionally we do and you just think if people knew what they were doing or maybe some people do know um but yeah, I wish I could. I wish you could put everyone that sort of thinks they can have a power over somebody else. Yeah, um, people that manipulate you. Yeah, I'd, I would put that in itself just yeah. completely, completely. I, it's awful. Just, as, as yeah, as just, for, just, for customers to use that, the power of the work, or power yeah. of money, and oh no. Just, just as a little tangent, are you an overthinker? Uh, not massively. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. say I am. I wouldn't say I am so much. But I, I'm. I'm more saying this that. And, and I don't really suffer from from anxiety, so it's a bit of self doubt, probably, but not. But I know a lot of people that do, and, and it's you know it's crippling, isn't it? Like, yeah. you know, like it's like I'm thinking, lying in bed, thinking about what the customer might say to you in the morning, or to yeah. this, or are they going to pay, or is the developer going to? That's awful. Like, and people do that. You know, people prey on that. I, I that know no end. I know no end. I put a post on today because I know there's no end. That it's like a silent battle in your head. It's your own worst mm-hmm. enemy. You know, you're yeah. battling with demons in your head, and you think. It, especially when you work on your own jesus christ it can be yeah, awful and it's a real thing that people need to you know raise awareness not only of it itself um you know and a lot of well the statistics about young males and construction and this but but i'm talking about the cause of that people don't really talk about you know people people are not raising awareness i think of what what almost stems that from the first place which is often you know the, yeah. the manipulative the manipulative of, of well I'm, I'm talking in this instance customers but of anyone you know who, who use that the carrot of work or the carrot of more work or more, you know, the, yeah. the final invoice or any of that kind of stuff is just, oh, it's an awful personality trait to have. Uh, yeah. And yeah, 
get rid of that if possible yep. completely. Well, then third one. An outlier topic. What? Um, all right, probably, and I, <laughs> I get picked up on this bad or bad pronunciation or people saying the wrong word. A, a, a personal favourite hatred is people saying brought instead of bought. Yeah. Like, I've brought a new car. I've brought a new spray. I yeah. absolutely hate that so much. Yeah. I'm probably guilty of it. I probably do loads of things as well that I don't even realise. Um, yeah. Yeah. Accept. You know, people say instead of accept. Um, yeah. Are so many, there are literally so many. There's so many things I just uh, what, what, words what that are just when wrong. You sat, I, I sat don't speak perfectly by any means. And, and somebody says, "Can I have?" Oh, there's just so of, many. I just think it's just I lazy, would like. Isn't it? Yeah, it's just lazy. Uh, oh yeah, and it's just there's so. I mean, they're probably not. But think people. It's just. It's just. Yeah, I, I think just have a little bit of just. Can you listen to what you're saying? <laughs> so, yeah. And I'm probably probably you know I'm, I'm guilty of so many of these things and so many of them but I wish I could get rid of that I wish I could you know just because when you hear someone saying it sometimes you can't then drop it can you, you can't like uh, oh, you can't stop yeah. and they keep saying the same word and you think you're just saying them, you're saying the wrong thing um, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'd probably do that and I'm probably guilty of that <laughs> so for coming, up, that. coming up for the last few where can we find you on social media so I'm uh, mainly mainly only on Instagram really I do have a Facebook page which is almost non-existent um but it's just under yeah eref property on uh on yeah on instagram um and then that's about it really that's all i that's all i ever do uh, i don't put a lot of posts on there at all because i'm not very good at it but i'm nearly always storing and interacting and, and stuff on that but um um yeah i tend to not put i tend to not get around to, to posting very often i keep the grid quite sacred probably two <laughs> one post a year is probably not enough. i've been on there since 2011 i probably should have more posts than i do yeah so, man, some of mine's yeah. pointless shit i got to a point where yeah. i separated it and had a person i've got a separate as well yeah i got separate. Yeah. my work page yeah if it's eris property is it eris property i think oh. yeah that's my let me just look that up actually now just to be just to be sure yeah, yeah, you're a property. <laughs> I just want to show if it's property limited or it's just at the end. Yeah, but, I, I um, can't remember mine whether yeah. it's C Carefoot Painter and Decorator or Chris Carefoot Painter and Decorator. I, don't know. I, I should push the Facebook page more, really. I mean, there is a real there is a real pool of customers, including good customers out there, um, you know, that the that do need to be tapped into. And even things like LinkedIn, I'm I'm on that, but again, don't push that at all. Probably should. There's a good customer base on there. If, yeah, well, if, if, right, if, you, yeah. if you're commercial yeah, and yeah. if you're B2B being commercial, and it is, yeah. It's, it's, I always so. look at it as it's Facebook it's Facebook for professional companies. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That. So um yeah, so so but yeah, Instagram's where where you where you'll find me and find yeah. me on there so what, most of the time. So what hobbies do you have when you're not at work like now we've sat at work at what? Half ten at night. Yeah, yeah, but that's because I've got a good stable Wi-Fi here more than anything. A nice bright, <laughs> bright lights. Um, <laughs> I haven't got a massive amount of time for a lot else. Um, I follow, I follow sports. I follow some sports. I cricket mainly. Um, I love, I love watching, listening to Test cricket. I mean, you, you just can't beat that for mindfulness at work. It's, it's a bit boring Test cricket. That is yeah. the. No, that's. The, that's I understand. You know, I won't argue with anybody who doesn't like it or understand it because it is boring, and I am a cricket fan. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's fine. Um, I actually took up playing again last year, and I haven't played for years and years. So I played a little bit uh, last year, which was which was good to be back involved in in a team and stuff. Was good, really. It gets me gets you out fixed on training, gets me fixed yeah. to play and stuff. But yeah, not massively serious, not particularly good level. But um, yeah, just, yeah, just just a commitment in the diary that you have to make, and you have to make for someone else rather than just 
being at work, whatever. Um, I, I own a set of golf clubs, but I, I don't play. There's a few people ask me to play golf with them, actually, or even, even a few in the industry. Waste for um, a good walk. Yeah, I must, I must <laughs> get on to Wes is a good golfer. Um, Christian wants me to play golf, and I'm just probably not good enough to play with him. Um, yeah. I, quite, I quite like just being out, really, and camping and um, going out for a walk. I mean, there's something great about just being out in the hills and walking, and oh, it's just so... Yeah, sounds primitive, isn't it? The way you just you can just I don't, well, yeah, it's it's, it's 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 easy to do, isn't it? You don't need a lot to do it. No, exactly. It's so it's so good, and and you know you sort of again, it's one of the things you don't appreciate until you do it. You go out on a good walk and you know get your mindset, and oh, it's so good. The benefits you'll get from that, and seeing places you won't see, and and the the thoughts you have on a walk, or thoughts you have when you you're out somewhere like that, or camping, you can't you can't have that in your normal. Well, I think normal sometimes life away it, from work. It gets you away from TV and social media and gets you talking. Yeah, I don't I don't watch a lot of TV at all, really. I'm, I'm on social media a bit more than I should be, but don't really watch much TV. Um, but yeah, no, just just been out and about. I like old stuff, old cars. I've got an old I've got an old mini that I should be putting back on the road soon. Um, yeah, I should have been putting back on for the last few years. But um, yeah, I like, I like my van. I like keeping it clean. You know, things yeah. like that. Just, all quite goofy things now you mention them, to be fair. <laughs> it's because of new hobbies, but no, I just use, like, yeah, that sort of stuff, really. Nothing, yeah. nothing too wild. I haven't got any, <laughs> anything too wild at all. So going back to social media, your chance to upset a few people if you miss them out. Who are you digging on Instagram at the moment? Because <laughs> Instagram <laughs> well, actually, is where it's at. Yeah, well, I actually want to avoid saying sort of all the usual people, really, because they're all great. You know, we chat about them. You know, we know the people who have been shouted at a million times, and they're, you know, they're all what, great. What about some that are flying under radar, then? Well, yeah, I want people, I, I tell you what, I, I mentioned people whose work I've actually seen in real life as well, which is, you know, we, we know Instagram's not the, not the real the place. Um, you know, Powell Deco? Yeah. You know him, yeah, he's local to me. He's absolutely, yeah, he's really passionate. He's a bit of a madman, but he is just... He's really cool. He's a, he's a mate of mine. I could ring any time. And yeah, he's, he's fantastic. Really, he's really good, actually. I've seen his work. He's very good. Um, there's a guy called Zach. Uh, he's from Paint Space. We've worked together on, I think, one or two jobs. Again, he's a really good mate of mine. Um, yeah, we're, we're well overdue a catch up. We used to ring all the time and just chat. And uh, he's good. Again, super, super passionate. And um, yeah, he's based in Nottingham. And he's actually off social media at the moment. Um, used to be on his paint space. Um, yeah, really good, as, as good as yeah, as good as can be. Um, obviously, the, the main man himself. Where's you know? I've seen his work at his house. He's good. Yeah. Um, he's as good as it, you know. He's as good as he looks. Um, I mean, he's as good as his work looks, not himself. Yeah, um, yeah he's fantastic. He, yeah, you know, you, you need to get him on here because he's you know whatever his agent fee is, uh, you know, you need to pay it because he's he's fantastic. Um, <laughs> James Wildish, we mentioned on here, he's helped me out a lot. He he really knows his stuff on a business sense as well. He's a he's a, he's a good young guy pushing you know pushing stuff. Um, Bryony Christie that I mentioned, you need to get her on here as well. She's yeah, she's really good. Uh, she didn't post massive stuff, but there's loads of people I chat. Loads of local guys, you know, Craig mentioned Nick, Rob, Steve, yeah. people who are quite local to me. Uh, gosh, could mention loads. Holloway, obviously, he's been on, hasn't he? Oh, he's come to come out. Um, Color coded, she's ace. Um, Jay Heads, Christian, Martin, Jamie, a bird. Do I keep mentioning people? Kate, Harriet, Matt, you know, anyone in LT. There's just so many people I could mention. I mean, it's just, you know, chats to so many people. It's, it's, it's a good, good community. It's, it's a good, strong community. I mean, I, I chat to a lot, but I've, 
I have about three in a close circle. Yeah, you know, yeah. I chat to a lot, and I'll chat to anyone that'll chat to me. But I have three yeah. that are really close, and yeah, a couple of them I trust with my life. A couple of them I trust with anything. You know, yeah, they, good, they are good, really good close friends. I just like anybody who's positive, really, and anybody who doesn't try to put you down. You know, it's not many, but you do find people, don't you, who just always got a problem with what you're doing or what you've. You do get people that just, you know, you post something and they'd have an opinion about it and how it's, how you shouldn't be doing that. You, you know, it, I just think you haven't got a clue. You don't, you don't, most people, you, do, you know, a lot of these, to be fair, a lot of these people have met and a lot of people who do see it, be it at the show or talk to outside. And there's quite a lot of um, a chance to catch up. And there's a lot of people as well that you don't, you only know in the social yeah, media environment, and yet still got an opinion on who you are and where you know where you've well, come well, from. Well, that's it. I, I said it okay. pre-record. A lot of people probably think I'm an ass. You know, I, I, <laughs> I don't, don't know what people. Do, I don't know what people's perception of me is. They probably think I'm an unapproachable ass. I don't know, but no, I think a lot of people really appreciate what you do here and what you. Yeah, you know, there's people listening. I mean, I mean, we we, we could all judge somebody and, from yeah. afar and think, oh, they're a bit of an ass. Then you meet them and think, actually, they're a pretty decent person. There's a few. Yeah, exactly, exactly, there's a yeah, few yeah. I thought were a bit of an arse, and they're actually I'm, I'm happy to call them close friends, you know. Because at yeah, first I no, thought they're there arse. Is, yeah, no, there's probably some people I can think of like that as well. Um, but you, yeah, you you you'll always be judged, won't you? And, and yeah. I just want you know I just chat to people who are who are positive, and you know the, everyone. There's so much. Oh, you know, there's so much good work out, and there's so much so many good people doing so much good work that there's there's enough to be it's such a community it's not it's not competition yeah. people local to you know local to me always welcome to come around here chat to me see my place see myself like there's definitely things i could improve off anyone that comes around here and there's probably stuff that people could pick up i show people how i would you know i was showing craig the other day he's local to me with similar customer base similar sort of company and you know, we, we're probably directly directly in competition, but neither of us see it like that. Like we, there's plenty there's of work so much around at the moment, though. There's so it, much. We'd help each other out, and and I'll show him some of my processes, and he'll show me some of his, and it's like, we need more of that sort of stuff. You know, we, you know, yeah. we learn we off of each other and tweak it. Yeah, 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 it absolutely. might not work perfectly for you, but I think, well, if I no, do that thing, and tweak Everybody's it. got one little golden egg or one little thing that they probably yeah. do that no one else does. That you, you know, it's a bit secret to them, but you share that. It's not going to lose customers are you because you because you're helping someone else out or it's always comes back around in much greater you know yeah. you make much greater sort of um, rewards will come back to you so um yeah we should we should arrange a meetup for everybody anybody that's local here we should do it brilliant i wouldn't mind sorting some out national that's not mm-hmm. the decorating show yeah, I mean, I know, I've heard you say this before. I agree. You just go for the, the social, don't you, and the network. Yeah. It's not for the products or the brands. <laughs> it's just yeah. not, they're not, not interested in that. It's for going there and a few beers. But and, it's, and, to, uh, me, to me, it's not central enough. Um, well, they always say it's central. It's, well, I don't know. What else can you get? I mean, it's pretty Sheffield. The Midlands. The Midlands. Sheffield. <laughs> Nottingham. The people would say it's too north, then, wouldn't they? I mean, I'd be, yeah. yeah. She- Sheffield, Nottingham. They're on backbone at country, M1. Middle of country, yeah, true, what more true, can you ask for? Yeah, I guess you it's know, that's awesome out there. Mass go karting event, or just Korean bloody <laughs> drinks or something. I don't know. Yeah, oh, you should do, you should do, you should do like a Bob one or something, you know. We did one at the show about six years ago, and I think 45 of us turned up for a curry. That's good, that's good. We yeah. could organize something, even you know, almost like a bit of a podcast related type thing because you know, you've got people who've been on and you've probably got quite a loyal uh, fan base that listen to this. 
You probably don't realise that, Chris, that people actually really, really look forward to these now. So, so, really appreciate the work I mean, you're doing, definitely. I've, I've never been one for compliments. I've, I've, I'd like to think I'm not big-headed, but I sit in this office, it's eight foot square, and like I was telling you, because I'm busy at the moment, the podcast that come out today, which was Dan Greaves, I edited it last night. That's the yeah, pressure yeah, and the time yeah. I'm under at the moment. Yeah. And I'm sat in an eight-foot square office talking to myself, thinking, that's how mad. <laughs> you know, my neighbours yeah, can probably hear me think, what is he doing? I know. Yeah, well, no, no, definitely people appreciate what you're doing, you know, and people maybe people need to tell you that more, but um, it is. You're doing do, do you know, I, I don't really want them to tell it me more. All I want is more people on. They don't have to tell me I'm great. I don't want them to kiss me ass, blow smoke up me hoop. That's not what we're here for. I just, I <laughs> yeah. just want more people to come on and share the stories. Yeah, well, I guess that's what it's about, isn't it? I mean, people need yeah. to, yeah, people need yeah. to know. It's easy to chat to you, and it's easy to come on and have a look. Yeah, well, I, th- I think people are nervous, and then when they come on, they always say to them, "How is, you know, was it okay?" And they're like, "Yeah." And I think people think it's harder than what it is, and once they get going, they don't realise how easy it is. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree, definitely. So. Yeah. So, well, it's been great to finally get you on. Well, thanks so much. Finally persu- no, I persuaded you. That's it. Don't, don't be saying yeah. nice things in the intro about, you know, how, we, how we've waited to get him on. You've scraped the barrel. Is this northern <laughs> bloke that thinks he's a cut above because he's moved down south? Uh, no, not at all. Far from that. <laughs> Far from that. He's from, he's from Bradford. Yeah, exactly. That's can't can't say the Bradford, Chris. can they? It's Bradford. Yeah, I don't forget where I've come from, Chris. Do, do you own the Bradford Bulls top then? Uh, no, but I have been up to Odds Top actually. But many, they, many they all seem ago. to be proud yeah. of wearing them wherever they go, don't they? Oh yeah, maybe that or a city shirt or something. Yeah, I should get that. I should get that. Hang it on the wall here somewhere. Yeah, I've yeah. got the Yorkshire flag uh, somewhere, not here somewhere. Have, have you, even I don't own one of them. Oh yeah, well, you need to. You yeah. need to represent your area. You're out of area as well, so not as far, but you're a bit out of area. I'm east. Yeah. East. All all I've done is move. I've moved from south to Derbyshire to East Yorkshire. That's a bit. It's across the border, I suppose. So. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've got my passport. I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, thanks for having me, Chris. No, thanks yeah. for doing this, and 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 thanks for yeah. keeping going. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Cheers, Ed. You're a star. I hope you enjoy these podcasts as we delve into people's lives and stories, whether it be the ups, downs, wins, and losers. We've all been there in some shape or form, and we aren't alone. I'd really appreciate it if you're enjoying these, if you could show your support by subscribing, sharing, and maybe even leaving us a cheeky review on iTunes. Painted podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.